How are we doing? This is Ergo otra vez, and I'm bringing you another episode of the Flow Road Podcast. On today's episode, I have not my cousin Dan and cousin Primo, and we're going to nerd it up real good. We're going to be talking about uh, comic books, WandaVision, uh, Star Trek, Star Wars, Marvel movies in general, and everything under the sun. Just a warning, we're going to get super deep in the nerdum. I hope you guys enjoy it because I had tons of fun talking to two of my favorite people in the world. If you haven't seen our site yet, head on over to theflowrollpodcast.com. There you can find all our content and our store so you can get yourself a mug, a t-shirt, and give us a shout out. Don't forget that we're also on Instagram as The Flow Roll. Now here's the show. Welcome to another episode of the Floral Podcast. This is Edgar Traves, and today on the show, I have my worlds colliding. I got not my cousin Dan with cousin Primo on. Say what's the cousins. up? Yeah. The, what's the, up? Cousins, the cousins and the not cousins are showing yeah. up. Cool, cool, cool. Talking about our favorite stuff. You know how it goes. Yeah. Well. You know, not being your cousin is one of my favorite things. Oh, <laughs> Ooh. and I was, and I was like, and I thought he was going after me first. He went after me directly. He, 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 no, dude, that that was that was like a scatter shot. That was a shotgun <laughs> spray. He hit us both, bro. Oh my god! <laughs> I thought I was safe. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Starting it off with the fire. Off right, oh, <laughs> right out of the fucking nope. gate. No I'm warning sh- shots. I'm shocked and appalled. He's <laughs> <laughs> just right out of the fucking gate. This motherfucker gets roasty. <laughs> All right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> glad he's at the, I'm glad he's at the family reunions. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm showing up at the next one, <laughs> and I'm just—I'm gonna wear a shirt that says "Not Your Cousin." <laughs> I'm proud of it. <laughs> that, that's, what, that's what's gonna say in the back. Yeah. I'm proud of it. No, no it'll, it'll say "Not Your Cousin" on the front, and on the back, it'll just be a big Polish flag. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, no relations <laughs> on the back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got we got a few cousins that might get pretty angry about that shit. You get a little violent. Yeah. Oh, that's it. It's Polish people, man. <laughs> Nothing exactly, but yeah. <laughs> I'm keeping it real, right? Yeah, I'm I mean, sorry. <laughs> you guys like the poker. Mexicans hey. like the poker. We all like the poker. We all like the poker. There you go. Bumper, bumper, yeah. bumper, bumper, bumper. More than more more than we should, but yeah. 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 Should I bring <laughs> a, I'll bring an accordion with me. Oh, there you shit, go. Eh? You'll fit right in. Dude, <laughs> you, you bring an accordion at the next family meet gathering, bro. You will be the star of the fucking show. I promise mm-hmm. you. I want to yeah, know. You'll be paid as a DJ. <laughs> Edgar, Edgar has told me multiple times this chicken juice story. Oh, chicken he does, juice. He doesn't know the story because oh, he's from he, the other side of the family. He wasn't at the chicken juice. No, he that? was not at the check at uh, the chicken juice. Event. What's this chicken juice? I gotta hear this now. Go ahead. Uh, I don't know. Yay. If I, I thank don't know you, if I... cousin, thank you, not my cousin Dan, for bringing it up. <laughs> Say it now. Spill the beans, bro. Spill the juice. It, it's okay. it's it's a well, it's a, it's a weird story because it, it it involves my brother, and I don't know. I don't know if he wants me to talk about 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 him. <laughs> Say not your brother, and then call it. A day, <laughs> <but keep going. laughs> not my brother. 
Mm-hmm. Um, now my brother, chicken juice. There you go. Chicken juice. Ah, uh, let me see. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't know. Okay. So anyway, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. You can always edit. It I out. can always Jesus take this Christ. shit out, right? No. Uh, if it gets too roasty on his part, I, I can always take it out. So, um, <laughs> my 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 uncle Roger, you know my uncle Roger, right? Yeah. Uh, he uh, we went to some party, uh, some family for, uh, gathering, on on my mother's side of the family. Right. Uh, and uh, so we we went out to this, you know, we went out to uh, one of the family's houses out that way, mm-hmm. and uh, they had gotten. That uh, what's the name? It's not pollo. It's it's not a pollo loco. It's it's pollo. Pollo feliz. No, it's it's the the it's a really good chicken place. There's one in Pilsen, and I believe they have one on on 26th Street. They do the whole chicken. They roast the whole chicken. It's so fucking good, bro. I can't I can't remember the name. Gallo 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 something or other. I don't know. The oil the oro. No, fuck. Not the golden chicken. No, no, not the golden chicken. <laughs> <laughs> no. Anyway, it's fucking the, the chicken is good, right? So okay, they, they, but like they they uh, we ordered a bunch, you know, uh, from there to to, uh-huh. to kind of you know they catered our, our little family party, right? And so my uncle Roger, you know, he he got he, we got a bunch of of this chicken. He brought it in, and my my uncle Roger, man, he threw when he when he shows up, man, he makes he makes a ruckus, right? Like everybody. You've met you've met the man. He's yeah, makes he's the very, scene. He yeah. makes a scene. He's very charismatic. He likes to show up. He likes to like you know people know he's there and everybody loves him, right? Mm-hmm. So he shows up with the with the giant trays of chicken. There's like several trays, and and we think there's more than enough. But all our fucking little piggy asses, we ate all the chicken up, right? Mm-hmm. And so then in the end, I don't know what got into us. Uh, maybe maybe a few too many drinks. I don't know. But my uncle Roger. At one point, we started, we started daring each other to do stupid shit, right? Like, oh, I know where this is going. And so then, like, <laughs> so then all there was left in the chicken tray, and, and we had several chicken trays, was just like, like the 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 droppings from the chicken, right? So I turned to my brother and I go, I go, come on, man, let's see you, you know, because he's, you know, he's we're we're prodding, poking, poking each other, you know, talking shit yeah, to each yeah. other. As, as brothers do and so at one point i go hey man let's see you drink that chicken juice you know which is all the the oil and the water and the steam left over from from in the trays from the chicken and he's i go to him drink the chicken juice and he's like no i'm not drinking that chicken juice and my uncle roger comes over and instigates he's like come on come on come on drink the chicken juice drink the chicken juice and he's just like come on come on you know, oh, and, God. and then so like he was just sitting there just fucking poking at him talking shit to him too <laughs> and, and my became brother became the focal point of the whole party i bet yeah. Oh, oh yeah it was yeah and, like and, all and, of a sudden it's not just a little thing you guys are doing on the side now everybody's like drink the juice everybody's like chiming in drink the juice drink the juice and my brother's like yeah oh. i don't want to do that man he walks off all pissed off and shit i'm not drinking the chicken juice and he's like, come on, drink the chicken juice. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you all cheering them on. I'm like, hey. yeah, drink the juice, chicken drink juice. The, drink the droppings or whatever, the leftovers. Yeah, yeah. drink that. And, and it, it's just like, yeah. Well, you know, honestly, it's all like salt. It's just, 
it's just juice. Like, it's, it's grease. It's, it's, it's grease. grease. Yeah. yeah I, I, didn't, I, I was trying to be polite. It's juice, but it's actually grease. It's yeah. it's it's almost soup, right? I mean, that's a flour. You make gravy out of it. Yeah. It's yeah. A, it's gravy. It's gravy. Right. It's actually gravy. Yeah. And and who's never drank gravy before? Come on. <laughs> Raise your hand if you have. <laughs> Twice. Not- <laughs> Pour yourself a nice pint glass of turkey. Oh yeah. Like yeah. like straight up out of the glass or with a straw? How do we <laughs> depends. I mean if in a, a shot gravy, glass, bro. Know, you get clogged up in the straw. You got to be careful. Well, the yeah. way the way I like doing it is I like getting those giant, you know, boba straws. Oh yeah, that's oh, how. You, <laughs> there you go. You get the gravy with boba in it. Oh, <laughs> now, we're, now we're on to something. Holy shit! Think, think, you know, we got that's a, that's gonna be our that's gonna be your next show. Um, what's what was it? Your guilty pleasure? Drink yeah. gravy oh, out God. of a boba straw. Yeah. <laughs> add that. Add to, add that to the floral shop. Yeah, oh, yeah. There you go. Oh, oh that'd gravy. be great. Boba, yeah, make it like draw like a boba cup, but like oh. put gravy in it. <laughs> it's oh. a cup, a big fat cup, and it says gravy bowl on it. <laughs> gravy. Ah, oh, that's a great idea. Damn, I want to can, can we pause the podcast and go start drawing right now? <laughs> <laughs> Just stick it, make a memo of it. You'll remember yeah. we'll text you. Yeah, don't gravy let me forget. Cup. Mm. Gravy bowl, gravy <laughs> boba <laughs> cup. cup. So uh, today we're gonna be talking about some Wandavision, huh? Oh yeah. <laughs> Speaking of drinking gravy, <laughs> oh, <laughs> it loops right into Wandavision. I yeah. didn't. Even, I, I didn't have time to think of a of a a good segue there, man. I there's just, no I, segue from no. chicken juice to Wandavision. There's no, there's no, there's no segue for anything after the after the gravy juice. Yeah, yeah, no. But anyway, back to the story. Um, so um, Wandavision. What's your okay? Honestly, guys, what do you, you what do you guys think about this show so far? I'm not crazy about it. I don't think it's bad. I don't want to uh-huh. like. I, I, it's it's not my cup of tea. Okay. It's it's interesting, I guess, but I don't know. Uh, like the first three episodes, I was kind of like, "Where's just he going?" Waiting for it to be done, you know, <laughs> like right. watching it because I felt like I needed to watch it, like somehow. And this is this is like the definition of fandom when when you're you're a fan of something. Mm-hmm. For instance, for me, WandaVision, I mean, there are tons of people who love it, but like, I love the Marvel movies. I love the Marvel universe. I'm going to watch it because I'm a Marvel fan. Exactly. I don't like it. Yeah. I, I've watched, there are four episodes out now. I've watched all four episodes. I think there's five. Are there five? I think yes. there is. Yeah. I know. I, I mean, I know I'm caught up. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm caught up. I've watched all the episodes. I think the fifth one uh, deals with uh wanda's um vision finding out that wanda yeah yeah and they have that mm-hmm. floating face off in the air right right that's the last right. episode. yeah is that right. episode five yeah sure. i believe so yeah yeah you're right yeah. that's it's five uh and like i'm just i i guess i'm just not that interested and i think mm-hmm. it, but it's it's just like with star wars I went to see all three of the prequels. They were garbage. Oh, they were all horrible. Oh. Yeah. They were horrible. <sighs> yeah. But I went to see all, I, I kept spending my money to go see those movies because that's 
what being a fan is, you know? True, true. I um I see the funny thing about about where I sit with the WandaVision shows or WandaVision show. Uh I felt a little bit of what you're talking about because it's kind of started slow, but I was I I did a little bit of homework and I first of all I love it. I love every single drop of it. Um granted not every episode is killer. I I've been enjoying it and it might be also because I'm enjoying it with my kids and I'm doing the homework with my kids. Like we, I had them watch. I love Lucy. I had them watch, um, uh, Brady bunch, Brady bunch. I had them watch, uh, the, what's the name of the bewitched. I had them watch a family ties episode and we did Family Matters because I believe Family <laughs> Matters is supposed to be hosting something or doing something, which I haven't seen yet. But the, 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 the guy who plays Urkel, I think, is supposed to be doing something with the show or for the show or something. Mm. So I did. I had them do all that homework. And it's funny because my 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 son, when it comes to anything I tell him he needs to do, is always like, no, I don't want to do it. This sucks. <laughs> And then once he's watching it, he's like, ah, that's great. Like he loves it. You know, right. So part of the fun is, is making them do shit, <laughs> but you're going to do stuff they want to do. Yeah. But I'm enjoying it uh, way more. And, and plus uh, there's that aspect of the whole like re- reference to the old stuff, which I know a lot of people don't really like that, that kind of, uh, nostalgia kind of stuff. I love, I love it because I grew up on, like I grew up on these shows and they, and it means the nostalgia part of it means something to me, but I can understand where people are like, I'm tired of the nostalgia. I'm tired of everyone always trying to hook people in with that kind of stuff. So I can understand why that is not, uh, is not the best, uh, way to kind of pull people in regardless I, I still, I, I love every episode. I know the first two episodes were kind of hard to, to kind of put down, but I am at right now, at least for me, I'm at the point where like, oh yes, now we're getting into the good shit, you know? All right. As, as they begin to reveal more and more of what's happening with Wanda, her psyche and her relationship with uh, Vision and just the world. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm falling in love with it due to the fact that it's a lot of it has a lot of references to the comic books. You see, because during that time in the 80s, Wanda and Vision were married. And they were part of the West Coast Avengers. And they did have twins. Yes. And the thing was, is that it was uh, Manifesto who manipulated that whole thing. And there's been little Easter eggs here and there. Stuff from the comic books that have made up have made it to the show. Little cameo appearances, little shit like that. It's just like, oh man, I love this stuff. Little, if you find, if you can, if you're a fan like I am, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of the Avengers. You know, I like it, yes, and but the West Coast Avengers is what I love. I like that team better, and that consisted of like uh, Wanda and Vision were on that team. So, yeah, I like the, the the going back to the old shows and stuff like that. I do like that too. You know, picking out, oh, that's from I Love Lucy, that's from the Brady Bunch, that's from Family Matters, like you said, and all that stuff. It's pretty good. I, I enjoy, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I just, uh, it, the last episode actually threw me off for a loop. Like, that actually happened actually before Endgame. 
in the comic books no in the in the in the timeline of the in the movies. timeline of the marvel cinematic universe what she's doing now is um actually I before think... bef- well they came back and everything right but bef- it takes place like before they i don't know I, i'm trying no. i'm trying to figure out when it, it takes it, place it happened it happened after Endgame because people right. came back Right. No, but the thing is, is that the thing between Wanda and Vision, that actually happened three months before they came back. You mean the death of Vision? Right, the death of Vision. Yeah. But because then- now that they, they, the timeline is sort of, diff- I, I'm sort of getting what the timeline is. It's like it, since that timeline is already set, when they went back in time, there's a new timeline. But that timeline or still still exists. I believe I believe the actual timeline for where this show sits. Mm. And correct me if you know better, Dan, too. But like I believe it sits between between Endgame and Spider-Man. I I think it kind of has to sit there. Yeah. Because it's gotta be after Endgame because Wanda's back. Yeah. Right. That's right. You're right. And I don't well I don't know if there are things that I'm curious about. Like, is Vision actually back or did she just create like a metaphysical vision for her little universe? I I think I mean I I don't think Scarlet Witch has the power to really honestly bring people back from the dead. And that's how the end that's how that episode right. ended because they were confused whether or not she could right. bring people back to life because who comes knocking at her door but her her twin brother. Right. And yep. you hear the girl say, Hey, wait a minute, they changed someone else is playing Pierto. Yeah. Right. They ended up being from and that was the first glimpse that they show that the Mar- the mutants are joining the MCU. Also, like that's Pietro from the uh, Fox. First class. Yes, from the Fox series of, mm-hmm. of X Men movies. So mm-hmm. he's Quicksilver from that from that series of movies. Right. But, so like she didn't bring someone back. So did she pull someone from a different timeline from another universe, quote unquote? Or right. or is 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 there something else afoot? You know, um, who knows? But. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, as far as timeline goes. I think that's where it sits. Since it sits mm-hmm. somewhere after Endgame. Af- after Endgame. Right, right, right. Okay. I remember her saying they said something on the episode about that. That it was like three months have passed, and and it's already been like five years or something. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so when does it take place? Was it before Endgame? Was it after Endgame? She was there, but you know, everything that took place did take place. Vision is dead. She actually got wiped out. She came back. So all that took did take place, and it's still it's still in effect. But it has to take effect, regardless. But that new timeline, I don't know. I have no idea what's going on with that. Because in the comic book, it was Mephisto, um, who was take, who was actually manipulating the Scarlet Witch and the Vision, and it all—it's a big ploy with another demon called Pentagram, who made a, de- a guy who made a deal with him and split his souls into five pieces. Mm. 
And this guy, usually the twins were actually parts, were part of his soul. So that's why he kept attacking the West Coast Avengers because the kids were actually part of his soul. Hmm. So that's why he had, instead of hands, he actually had demons for hands. I wonder what's going to happen then. I wonder if that's that's who it is because that's what people are saying too. Like right, it's that he's Fisto. manipulating that little piece of pocket of space. Is that she thinks the rumor is that she thinks she's the one in control when actually hmm. it's him. I wonder if Mephisto is one of the characters we've already seen. We've, uh, oh, you mean in the show? Yeah. Um, as far as I know, no. But they're saying that he's somewhere in the background. We just haven't seen him yet. I mm. wonder. I wonder if it, if it's that 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 jerk um, sword agent, the the leader that keeps kind of like being in the way of everything. Right. I wonder if that could be Mephisto, because he's been a little bit of an antagonist throughout the show. Right, that's true. Yeah, but he's trying definitely. to stop Wanda, though. Yeah. But oh, yeah. but go ahead, go ahead. No, then. it's it's also mysterious because we're talking about how she thinks she's in control, but somebody else may be in control. But it's like the series is setting it up like she's maybe created this whole you know, taking this town hostage and created this fantasy. But she almost doesn't like realize she's in a fantasy. It's only that moment where she comes out, you know? Right. She comes out and tells him basically back off, you know? And, and she... then goes back in. But then when she's in there, it's like she's, they keep showing these moments where she's not quite sure what's going on, you know? Yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's an interesting point because there's something going. I mean, she's dealing, she's grieving, right? There's she's right. got grief that she's dealing with, and there's some sadness and some psychological issues she's working out, which is what you're kind of talking about there. But it's it is weird because it's like she forgets, it's like she forgets she's doing this, like she's she's playing house with a dead robot man you know right. like I mean, who's and, never done that you know in no. <laughs> there done that yeah <laughs> well i mean that's the other thing too like i i wanted to hit on that you mentioned was uh what is going on with vision is that a body is that like dead robot vision just being masked over and powered by wanda vision or wanda i mean or is that is is he really alive? Is he like did that? Because I mean, he he like there was a moment where she kind of lost focus, and his face turned into yeah. the dead version of himself, right? right? And so you're thinking, okay, so what's going on here? Is he is he really dead? And he's a corpse walking around, and she's just kind of like powered him. So th there's like a robot necrophilia kind of thing going on. Well. And they're, they're, um, they're saying that she has no idea how... The, first of all, Vision has no idea. He has no memory, period. Oh, yeah, and that's they, right. He, had, he woke up in that world, and he already knows that he loves Wanda and all this stuff, but he has no memory besides that. He can't no remember. Past mm -hmm. anything, you know? And the other thing is, is that they're, I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to lead into the other into the comic book where 
at one point Vision did get destroyed and they rebuilt him as a white Vision. Oh, I remember that. I do remember seeing the white Vision, but I, I, and I, he didn't have a personality either. No, he went back to being an android. Mm-hmm. So all the emotions that he's having now and all that stuff was lost when they took him apart. Huh. So, but that would also include the soul stone that he was possession of. That would he, that would be interesting if that's what they end up doing. Like right. they bring Vision back, but he's the White Vision. The Vision with the White Vision, right? Basically, so, a Vision without a soul. Exactly. So that's what they're implying. That's what the rumors is in the you know on the in the pages and stuff. And I I try to read everything that people put out there and what their theories on and stuff like that. But I just I I just go with what I know, okay, mm-hmm. and what I've read. You know, and I and um, there's been talk that other West Coast Avengers will make it onto the show, so that's one of the aspects. I'm I would like to see them introduce Wonder Man because basically, the Vision is actually they took a brain and um, supposedly in the comic book, Wonder Man dies. Yeah. So to save him, they took an imprint of his mind and put it in the Vision. Yes. And that's why he's in love with Scar. That's why he's in love with Wanda. But that that really didn't ever happen in the movies. So, but they're making an appearance where he, Wonder Man, uh, Tigress, the Ant-Man is supposed to make an appearance too. Hmm. The original Ant-Man in the show. So who knows how that's even gonna go. So I think they're gonna have they're gonna have what's his name, Doctor Strange on there. He well, they're coming out with a movie together. Hmm. Wanda and the Vi- Wanda and um Doctor Strange. Oh, called, yes. It's called doc, something about the multiverse. Yes, multiverse of madness. Doctor Strange, go. multiverse of madness. Right, and she's involved in that. So they're thinking that that's this series is leading to that. Yeah. So that would explain why she's going insane and all this crazy stuff. So but I, 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 there's a lot of speculation because mm-hmm. I mean I I watch all the fan nerdiness nerdiness. Uh, videos on this stuff yeah and there's a lot of speculation that there's something going on with the radiation that she's creating that there's radiation created by or gamma radiation created by the 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 snaps that happened before with thanos and whatnot and that possibly that is what created mutants um that oh. there's always that there are people who won't become mutants because they don't have the X gene. They don't have the X factor for, for becoming uh, a mutant with powers. But if you do, if you do have that, you know, predisposition, uh-huh. then the snaps and other things like it will give you powers. And the other thing too, for example, the radiation type field that is around the town of Westview is gamma radiation or some kind of gamma uh, some kind of radi- radiation and when they th- and when what's her name um, Monica Rambeau flew through the air like through walls and then through the the force field of the town because Wanda pushed her basically with her powers she uh, she had somehow attained superpowers because I mean <laughs> Why is she not hurt? You know, she she got thrown through a wall. Like it right. would have broken bones. And she's like walking around in the show. And that was like my first thought is, is like, why is she walking around? Like, shouldn't she be like 
half dead, you know, like she should at least have a cracked skull, right? I mean, from going mm-hmm. through a wall. Well, saying being, saying that you said that they they've already speculated what's going to happen with her. She is going. She absorbs some of the radiation, the spectrum radiation. If she becomes Miss Marvel, no, she she becomes uh, one of her characters, but it's not Miss Marvel. There there's already a Miss Marvel in the right. show. They casted a Miss Marvel. Right, but she's supposed to be in the comic book. She becomes the second Miss Marvel, yeah, wearing she, a white, um, white and black suit. She's she's called Photon. They're calling her Photon now. Well, no, that's what they call her in the comic books: Photon or Spectrum, one of those two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry, Dan. You were going to say something? No, no, I was. This is exactly what I was going to bring up. <laughs> <laughs> so. So yeah, that is that is what I think what happens. Like she like how do you not fucking die? Like you just got thrown across the well, whole town of Westview. Yeah, and she's got a weird aversion to talking about Captain Marvel. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. She won't talk about it. So I mean that's foreshadowing, right? Yeah. Right. So maybe in the in the in Captain Marvel 2, we find out what happens there or maybe along somewhere in this story we find out what happens. But I, I can't wait to see more Monica Rambeau. I can't wait to see all that stuff. Like, I, you see, like, I'm, this, this is the problem. And I understand why Dan doesn't like the show. But, like, I am such a fucking nerd and a fan. I eat every single bit of it up. I don't care how bad it is. And I'm going to agree with that. <laughs> I understand, yeah. Dan. The first two episodes, they're not that great. No, they're slow as hell. They're slow. <laughs> they're slow. Yeah, and the whole nostalgia angle, like, yeah, this is all stuff that I'm nostalgic about. And and so it's like, stop pandering to me and make a TV show. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Don't, like, just stop it. Make, make something that's not just plugging Wanda into old tropes about Americana. I don't know. Um, I don't want to like I don't think it's bad it's just not for me right like but it looks like it it is going to be getting out of that mold in the in the coming episodes a little bit so right yeah any word on how many episodes it's supposed to have I believe it's eight total eight total yeah I believe so okay yeah I believe it's eight I don't I don't see anything here that that says otherwise but I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the, like the Winter Soldier show too. But... Oh, I can't wait for that. I can't that wait for I that. might be able to get into. I think there's another problem. One of the problems with WandaVision, it's, it's these are two characters that I just don't care about. <laughs> like, <laughs> in in terms of my Marvel fandom, like number one, I was always a bigger X Men fan than than uh, Avengers fan. Yeah, here, yeah, and. And, and so it kind of disappoints me that Avengers is the bigger franchise, <laughs> uh, but uh, or that they haven't found a reasonable way to bring the two universes together, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I just uh, I, I've never found Scarlet Witch particularly interesting or Vision. Actually, that's kind of I, I never really dig the characters that are basically all powerful 
Yeah. Be- because then the then the stories start to kind of suck in a way because it it's all like I'll be reading the stories and it's like, but she's Scarlet Witch. She basically can do anything. Like like you read about her what her baskets of power are, and she li- she literally can do anything. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Right. She can she can change matter and energy at will and read minds and and mind control people and basically you know do anything and when that's (laughs) when when that's your character you know how do you nothing actually feels like conflict yeah sure you know what i mean i i know exactly that's that's a problem for me where where it's like yeah but how am i supposed to get like invested in whatever the conflict is whatever the fight is when it's like all i'm gonna do the whole time is but she's scarlet witch She just snaps her fingers and, you know, shit happens. Like, there's no, there doesn't even have to be a fight. Exactly. That was kind of the problem with Captain Marvel. Like, she was, like, when she finally got, like, unleashed. Yeah. The final fight, although very cool, the climactic fight scene where she goes into space and destroys all the, it, it doesn't, it doesn't have the same impact that another superhero show or another superhero taking that kind of mantle would have had, you know, because, because the killer, the killer scene in all of Marvel is Captain America picking up the fucking hammer. Oh my God. Right. Because he doesn't, he does not have that kind of power, but being, but being of, of being worthy of picking up the hammer Mm-hmm. And be able and being allowed to wield the power is what made that scene ah the best. Oh my god! Right, right. It's, it's, it's I, I told that I told him this last last time we had the show that we should talk about the Marvel, but he said it was a little bit too late. So I just told him that we should just rant <laughs> about the best parts of the freaking series. And I told him that to me that was one of the best scenes. And the yeah. whole, all the movies that came out, uh-huh. for me, that was one of the best scenes. I told him, my girlfriend was embarrassed to be sitting next to me when mm-hmm. that scene came out. Because I actually, when he picked up that hammer, I yelled out, kick his ass. Yes. And everybody <laughs> in the theater was yelling. You know? <laughs> and, that, and she goes, you're a true fan. I was like, I, I, that was climactic. Sure. I, it, yeah. it was awesome. You know, seeing him pick up that hammer and then whooping his ass. I mean, he got his ass whooped eventually, but it was it was a great scene. Yeah. I loved it. I was I was waiting for that scene to happen. But you see, you know? but you see, to to Dan's point, uh-huh. that that doesn't mean anything unless he's not as powerful as he usually. Right. You know. Yeah, right. and that's why it was powerful. Yeah. Right. Because he's Captain America. He's super strong and he can run real fast and he can take a lot of damage and, and heal. That's the limit of his powers. Right. Yeah. Right. When you've got Scarlet Witch. So so like I'm watching in both Infinity War and Endgame. I'm sitting there watching it and it's like, OK, so you got Thor, who's a fucking god. Yes. Mm-hmm. He has the powers of a god. You've got Thor. You've got. um Captain Marvel, who is quite literally in canon, the most powerful being in the universe. Yes. Uh You've got Scarlet Witch, who has powers that are completely unmeasured, right? Yes. And then you've got Thanos, who has a fancy glove. 
And and like I'm supposed to be invested that this is a fight. It's not a fight. Captain Marvel snaps his snaps her fingers and Thanos turns into a puff of smoke. You know, if you're going by canon, if you're going by the powers that they're supposed to have, mm-hmm. like how how do you how am I supposed to maintain tension? How am I supposed to be like the the only reason they're gonna lose because in my mind, the only reason they're gonna lose this fight is because the writers are lazy. <laughs> Well, I mean, there was there was that moment, right, where Captain Marvel was kicking the shit out of him, right? And he was trying to snap his fingers, and she's got she's got a hold of his fingers to make sure that he doesn't snap. And he drops because the other thing too is is like Thanos is not just strong, he's clever, right? Mm-hmm. So he drops one of the gems into his other hand, uses yeah. the power that he holds in that hand, and and then punches Captain Marvel across the fucking field, right? So I understand your frustration with some of like the power sets and the situations and stuff like that. I don't look at it that closely because first of all, we're talking about superheroes. Well, yeah, it's superhero sci-fi. So yeah. like mm-hmm. taking any of it ser- as seriously as I'm taking it is stupid. <laughs> it's, it's stupid. It's idiotic on my part. But at the same time, it's just the, the whole, but, but it, I, I just get so caught up in that. It's like, this shouldn't even be a fight. Yeah. It shouldn't mm. even be a fight. But he's got a whole army of like super aliens and a giant ship that's throwing down fire. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. and I, that's literally the truth. The truth of the matter is Scarlet Witch had him on the ropes until he called down the fire to bring down the fire. Yeah. Like, and then that's, and that's when Captain Marvel showed up. Right. right. And started whooping the shit out of him again. Yeah, I, I I understand the frustration, and I can understand why why Dan has a problem with it. Uh, I still I still don't care. I I, <laughs> I I eat it all up. I loved every second of it. There's scenes where there's like two Ant Mans on screen at the same time. There's the original like, and the, the, the little. Guy. There's a little one flying around, and then a giant one, right, walking around. There's there's all kinds of continuity issues. I don't give a fuck. I love it all. Just <laughs> put it all on the screen. I don't care. I love it. I love every single of it, every single little bit of it. But um, but yeah, I, I, I can't get enough of it. But again, one of my favorite, you know, tropes and because, because of what Dan is talking about, like uh-huh. not being overpowered, one of my favorite characters in all of Marvel is Spider-Man. Yeah. Because... Right. All he has, he's got super strength, right? And it's not like Superman super strength. It's just super strength, right? Mm-hmm. And he can stick to walls. Those are his real powers. That in the spider sense thing, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Those are his real powers. And some invulnerability, some, right? He can't really shoot web. And one of the right. one of my favorite tropes of that fucking character is he's falling out of the sky. He's trying to shoot web. He's out of web. And he's got to quickly find a way from going splat mm-hmm. on the concrete. <laughs> Either he grabs on, he, he guides, he glides himself towards a wall or he grabs on, onto something on the way down or he pulls an extra cartridge out of his belt, whatever. But whatever it is, that's always been the thing with him, you know? And he has a limit to those. He has a limit to those things. He's not mm-hmm. all powerful. He can right. die if he falls. You know, mm-hmm. there's all those True. things. And, and it's it's part of the ridiculous fun that makes him interesting to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And so, and for me, when you start having these just OP fights, you know, where it's, it's again, Captain Marvel versus Thanos, where I'm, I'm never going to be able to get away from this. Like Captain Marvel <laughs> versus Thanos is not a fight. I don't mm-hmm. care if he's got the infinity gauntlet or not. It's not a fight. There's, there's no fight there. It's, it's, it's over, but I, I, I I'm going to move past that when you've got these, these OP fights, these overpowered fights and it, and it just turns into basically launching nuclear missiles at each other and they just shrug it off. And like it, it, for me, yeah, it might be fun to watch it, but it's not exciting. It's like they're not hurt. They, they can't hurt each other. Mm. They can't hurt each other. Why? Am, why is this even happening? You know? Well, I mean, one of it, to your like, here's here's an example of, of one of those OP fights. There is the death of Superman. I mean, oh. Doomsday versus Superman. And and him getting murdered by fucking Doomsday. Like that was not only it, it broke the whole thing that you're talking about because Superman always wins. He's mm-hmm. the boy scout. He's the good guy. There's nothing, nothing can hurt the guy. And he's always the best. He's always the nicest, best guy in the world. Like, like I could see where they get tired, right? Cause mm-hmm. it's easy to be the nicest guy in the world when you're the, the strongest, most powerful being on the planet, right? Nothing can harm you. So there's no yeah. real threat to you, you know? Right. The, all the threats have to come outside of you. So like they come after your, your, your girlfriend, your kid, whatever, you know? So, uh, but when Doomsday actually kills him, it, sh- it shocked the world, right? Yeah. I, mean, I mean, people were talking about this. Comic books were being sold at a crazy rate. They even made more comic books. They published more comic books than they ever, than they ever did at that time. Of the of a, of a single comic book of the death of Superman, I have two, and you know it. But you know it's one of those things. It's it's they they kind of flip the script. So when something like this does happen, it's a giant monumentous like event, you know. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Exactly. You know, when when I first read the book, you know, of the death of Superman, I was like, wow, are they are they actually killing him off? Is there going to be a second Superman? Is somebody taking out the mantle? Because, you know, you read the comic books, you know. I grew up reading comic books at, since grammar school, you know, and reading about all these characters up to date, even up to today, you know, they still they're still the same. You know, Spider-Man, Superman, Batman, they're all the same. You know, now they're trying to do all this crazy shit with the rebirths and all this crazy Marvel Now garbage. And, um, you know, but the, there's certain comic books that when superheroes get broken, you talk about Superman, even the this at around the same time, Batman loses the Bane. He breaks his back. He can't move. There's a there's another guy taking his mantle as Batman, and it's not anybody we know. It ain't Robin, you know. This is way before they introduced his son into the series. It's a whole new guy named Azrael, and he becomes a new Nightfall. He doesn't even take the word Batman. He's a new Nightfall, you know. And it's a crazy around that time when like Superman died. I'm like Jesus, 
wow, that is something super, super crazy. Yeah. You know, but yeah, it's, it's crazy. You know, like you said, it's like Superman never been challenged. He's never like really, really had anybody that can, you know, challenge his um, strength or anything like that. But um, the when I was reading the book, I was like just reading about how dudes they just mauled over everybody. I mean, he literally, literally just decimated the whole Justice League. You know, I was like, "Wow, that's crazy." But yeah, it's it's when you when you're on top and you get your ass whooped, just kind of <laughs> it sort of stands out, you know? Yeah. So Batman dying is is different, though, right? Because I well, mean, of course, because Batman's course a man. Yes, exactly. Like Batman, Batman's superpower is that he's got billions of dollars. Yes. There you go. There right? you go. That's that's Batman's superpower. Superman is a super being, right? He's mm-hmm. he's the the most powerful man on earth. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and and so yeah, I mean, death of Superman was probably the smartest thing they could have ever done. Mm-hmm. Especially at that point, because, you know, after what, at that point in time, what, six decades, seven decades of being the most powerful, can't beat him. Oh, like in the nine, yeah, 1950s. Every, yeah. yeah. I, cause I think Superman, I think the first one was like 1937 or something like oh, that. Oh, shit, really? Holy, yeah. Um, Action and, comics, right? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you, you've got decades of being established as, oh, every once in a while, you know, somebody brings some green kryptonite and, oh, it gets a little dicey, but mm-hmm. no real threat, you know. Mm-hmm. Then he gets destroyed by somebody who's more powerful. You have to you have to do that every once in a while. Otherwise, why keep reading, you know? Exactly. Yeah. You know? Like, like when that happened, I sort of had to go back. I had to go back and collect the comic books where he actually, they first mentioned Doomsday. And, you know, you know, there was more than just one, one Superman comic book out there. There was The Man of Steel. There was The Adventures of Superman. There was Superman. The, the Son of the Last Man. The Last Son of Krypton. There was Action Comics. They all had their little clip of someone banging a wall. And all you see is a fist hit the wall three times. And every time you see it's peeling. His, his hand is peeling. Spikes are growing out of his hand. And I was like, well, who the hell is this? And this, the next one I read is like the coming of Doomsday. And that was it. I was like, who is Doomsday? What is Doomsday? And when he first came out, he only had one arm. He was in a suit. Oh, he yeah. had one arm tied behind him. And he literally took out the Justice League with one arm. Crazy, you know? Yeah, but but yeah, there is a big, big, big major difference between Batman dying and Superman dying. Yeah. Okay. So, so I Go have ahead. to I have to ask Dan, who is your favorite superhero? Oh, it's 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 the most stereotypical response that you're gonna get from a, a suburban kid who grew up in the 1980s. <laughs> Wolverine. Oh my oh, god. Yes. I love this man. I love this man. <laughs> I I love Wolverine. I think oh, he, yeah. he, he was my favorite him and Spider-Man, my favorite characters growing up. Yep. My favorite characters. Yeah. You know. 
because Wolverine, again, like he's basically immortal. I mean, he's, you, you can't hurt him. Right. Uh, or you can hurt him, but he heals real fast. Exactly. Know? And so, and he's, he's a good fighter and he's got, you know, some, a certain amount of super strength, but it's not like crazy super strength, right. you know? Mm-hmm. And he's got the, that adamantium skeleton. So he's, he's, he's nigh invulnerable, basically like mm-hmm. the tick. Right, it's that chin though for the tick though yeah Yeah. (laughs) but like uh, he's he's comparatively especially to to the other x-men he's not particularly powerful no but he's arguably the most effective Mm x-man you know and his so really what it comes down to over and over and over in the comic books is he can take a beating real well (laughs) <laughs> that's that's his superpower is he can he can get beat up really well and get beaten up to the point where the people who are beating him up are exhausted and then he takes a swipe at him with his claws you know yeah. right he's the homer simpson of the x-men and so yeah. and yeah. again you know that's another one you couldn't have have told that story if the ending note at, at least in the cinematic universe wasn't logan the movie logan was about as perfect as it could have been for that character. I love that movie, Logan. I liked that movie a lot more than I liked uh, Infinity War Endgame as as a movie, as its Whoa. own. Whoa! Wow! But again, it's it comes down to this op stupidity that bothers me. Like it, stupidity, I shouldn't say it's stupid. A lot of people love that. A lot yeah. of people love the crazy superpowers you know whipping in basically the entire sun at each other with every blow (laughs) like a lot of people love that it looks cool on screen but logan was not that it was about this guy whose powers are failing him and he's the underdog the whole time and i think that's the important part about wolverine is he's almost always the underdog yeah in in his stories and in infinity war and in endgame the avengers are sort of the underdog as a group but nobody's an underdog everybody's so friggin powerful there are no underdogs you know and and then like again for me it it's like what how am i supposed to feel tense about this i I think just in general that uh, the Logan movie is a better story. Heck yeah. It's Hell just yeah, a, it it's just a better story. It's more engaging. There's a, there's there's it's not it's it can stand alone, you know? If you didn't know anything about Wolverine, yeah. you you can you can watch it and and get get what you need out of just one movie. You don't have to watch the whole thing. Or you don't have to watch the whole franchise, yeah. you know. Yeah. But most likely, you've seen at least one of these movies. You have some kind of cultural knowledge of of what it's about, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you go in with some some idea of who Wolverine is. You watch this movie, and it's it's so good. I mean, it's I don't know uh, too much of because it's based on the old man uh, Logan series. Right. It's based on Old Man Logan. Old Man Logan. I don't know anything about Old Man Logan. I haven't read it. Um, but but uh, 
I do know from the little bit of what people tells me, what people tell me that it's 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 a good adaptation of the of, mm-hmm. the, of the movie because I guess there's an appearance of a Hulk, in a whole family of Hulks, a whole family of Hulks, yeah. in, in the books, but they can't do that. They couldn't do that with the you know, with X Men being part of the Fox, um, under Fox, right. and the Hulk being tied up with is it Universal? I think. Um, so like, yeah. they didn't they didn't have the rights to Hulk. And plus, it would have made it a larger movie. It would have been so convoluted. The movie that they made was perfect. It's a good movie. It was a solid movie and a nice farewell for the actor who played. Yeah. Uh, who was uh, Hugh, Hugh Jackman. Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Can't believe I forgot his name. I used to worship that guy. But yeah, <laughs> Hugh Jackman. Was a, it was a nice farewell. And he said he's not coming back. But I would love it. I would love it if well, somehow, he's actually that. said he would come back to the MCU if he could play Wolverine again. But it there that's a big if. That's a big if. Because I yeah. mean, one of the issues that he had with playing Wolverine is, is that he was getting a little up in age and uh-huh. it was harder to keep the physique of sure. Wolverine, you know. Because that dude is ripped, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. man, we we like me and my family right now, we're going through kind of like the branch of Wolverine stories in the Fox mm. series of movies. Right. So we watched, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get them to Logan as quickly as possible without boring them. So yeah. Cause there are a couple bummers in there. Yeah. Especially yeah, the true. Wolverine, the Wolverine centric movies. There are a couple of bummers. Yes. Yes. Mm. Like, like we watched and, and I skipped, I skipped, as much as I could so that they can get a good sense of who the character is, but, and appreciate Hugh Jackman as the character, but then get to the, 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 the cherry on top to get to the, the, the best story in the whole lot. So we we did X-Men. Okay. And then we did X-Men first class. Then we did the Wolverine. And what I'm planning on doing next what I should have done was I should have done X-Men, X-Men First Class, then uh, X-Men number three, then uh, then the Wolverine. That's what I, I should have sh- done. I, I think you should have done X-Men, X-Men 2, because it actually tells a story of how he got his adamantium. But you can get that. Like, my kids already know that. They don't, uh-huh. yeah. they, they don't need to watch it. They don't care for it. They've already told me they don't care for it. Like my daughter is already. I don't want to see when he gets his powers because I know how he gets them. And I'm like, well, that's what happens. And no, I don't want to see it. I'm like, Are you sh- come on, like that. You know, it's part of the no. But she's she's asked because she saw the Wolverine. We skip Wolverine Origins because Wolverine Origins had yeah, nothing to do with the series. It's not a yeah. strong movie. It's, it's a not. it's a stupid movie. It's, it's terrible. I hate uh, it. <laughs> and I love Wolverine. I, I love Wolverine. I tried I, to give it a minute. I tried to give it a chance. But I was like, yeah, well, man, the, this, this, this I is mean, garbage. The, the X-Men movies, <laughs> the X-Men movies in general kind of lost the thread a couple yeah. of times. Yeah. You yeah. know, whereas the the Avengers movies, look, they're not all perfect. But they they hold on to the thread a little tighter. Yes. Well, they're all like consistent. Like yeah. at the end of the movie, they show you what's the next movie to watch. Yeah. You know, and that's yeah. what catches your eye. Oh shoot! Like the like I sort of I told I told um 
Edgar this, that I hate the fact they did not use the Incredible Hulk. The Incredible Hulk in the way he looked. Yeah, I feel like they mistreated Hulk a lot. Yeah, you see, and then the Incredible Hulk I love so much because it actually, it's like the comic book. Exactly. You know, first, Hulk is just doesn't talk for shit. Okay. All he does yep. is say smash, Hulk smash, Hulk this. And then when he said that in the movie, I freaked. Yeah. Like he actually said, Hulk smash. And he steps on the ground, causes an earthquake like he's supposed to, like he does in yeah. the comic book. And it was so cool. I was sort of hoping they would continue it since they actually showed General Ross drinking in a bar. And then Tony Starks walks in and he starts talking about, hey, I need, I want to start an initiative. You know, which the truth is, it's um, I call it Nick Fury who started it. But I was hoping they would use him, continue on with that Hulk. And they ended up with, I'm not saying he's not bad, but I wanted the other guy. (laughs) (laughs) So that's not, it's not Tim Roth, is it? What's his name? Um, Edward Norton. Edward, Edward. Yeah. Ed Ed, Ed Norton. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Ed Norton, there was all kinds of problems with Ed Norton. Well, yeah, there was a lot of problems. But he's they say he's very, very difficult to work with. I don't Even know if you, Donna, I don't know I if you, <laughs> yeah. You see, I don't I don't know if he was difficult or not. I don't I just know that that they didn't like because he wanted to have the the liberty of having uh make notes, like be able to kind of have right. influence on the process. And you kind of can't do that with a comic book movie, you know. No, you can't. No. Because with a comic book movie, you have to pay at least some amount of fan service. True. Yes. And yes, you know, uh, uh, unless unless Ed Norton is a Hulk super fan, which I don't know, he might be. But unless he's a Hulk super fan or a Marvel super fan, I can only imagine the notes he's going to give are going to be poorly received. You yes. Know? Yes. Right. I agree. I, I I'm willing to bet that that uh, Edward Norton was probably not a super fan, and he mm-hmm. and the notes that he probably gave were probably uh, not inspired in in the vein of of the comic book. So I, I agree. I agree. Then he he probably he made notes, and they were they were probably like, "This is not where the Hulk goes." You know, this is not what the Hulk does. Right. right. Like yeah. we're we're not making a film here. Yeah, <laughs> a Marvel movie. Yes, right. there's a lot of explosions involved, and but I mean, you, you bring a good, you bring up a good point. Like Marvel movies, it's about fan service, man. And to and it, to to some degree, I mean, probably more of a degree than it should be. And I mean, the 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 new Star Wars movies, uh, the first and third ones were all about fan service. Yeah, no question mm. about it. You know, the Mandalorian, the entire series was fan service because every every 13 seconds there's an uh, an Easter egg, you know? Yeah, oh, that's true. Um, and that's probably why it's so popular. Uh, but I mean, there's you got to limit the amount of fan service that you do, too, though. You know, you've got to you've got to give the people who are writing it and directing it freedom to find their own vision to some mm-hmm. degree. Now you can you can go really really wrong in that regard, and you end up with uh, the second Star Wars, uh, the Ryan Johnson Star Wars. Yeah, I heard where, that. Where where you just 
look, I am all about the idea of giving a director the freedom to, to do whatever it is they want to do and, and do their own artistic vision. That's fine. Maybe the second movie in a trilogy is the wrong time to do that. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe that's not the moment to just say, you have full creative control, do whatever you want. I'm not even going to read the script. Maybe the second movie in a trilogy is yeah, no, that's not <laughs> where you do that. Agreed. It, yeah. It, 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 at this point, you're you're working a job, and you're going to make the hamburgers the way they want you to make the hamburgers. Don't get fancy. Mm-hmm. Don't put blue cheese in the hamburger. This is a, yeah. This is an American cheese hamburger place. You know. Yeah. It, it, and uh, so, like, just work the job. And when you want to get artsy fartsy with some shit, you go ahead and make your own movie from the movie from all the from all the yeah. cash from the trilogy. Yeah, you're, you're right. going to make plenty of movie off of this, plenty of money off of this movie, even if it sucks. Don't let it suck. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Just, just, yeah. And 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 in this case, this is would be one of those situations where, like, yeah, you're 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 we're we're making fan service here. Let's make fan service movies. Let's go ahead and 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 uh, make the money. And uh, you can go ahead and make whatever, you know, art house movie you want after this. Because, uh, <laughs> but I mean, that's kind of like what the Russos did, right? I mean, the Russos went ahead and and, uh, and made all these movies, all these Marvel movies. And now they said, okay, we're not doing any more Marvel movies. We're taking a break. We're going to make some, uh, some movies outside of this. And so that's what they've been up to. But from what I've heard, they've, they're already like, okay, we're ready for Marvel movies. And I'm like, yes, bring the Russos back. <laughs> you know don't let those motherfuckers go away you give them lifetime contracts make give them whatever <laughs> they want mm-hmm. <laughs> give them what you you want a bathtub with all the green m&ms you can have it motherfuckers mm-hmm. you know but um but yeah like it's um but yeah i i i enjoyed all three of the star wars movies I especially liked number th- number three because you know Palpatine was just like Rah! and he was like super duper powerful and then you know it was it was a big Dragon Ball Z event for me yeah and it was cool to watch that everybody just kind of power up to Super Saiyan number two or whatever or whatever and, and beat the shit out of each other the only problem I had in the whole fucking series then there's some problems I had with it. But the one that really, really fucking bothers me is uh, Ray ends up kissing fucking, what's his face? Kylo. Kylo Ren. This fucking right. guy has been trying to kill you yeah. for three fucking movies. Yeah. It was Why? a fatal attraction, bro. That's what, what? it was. No, man. That's some fucking <laughs> nonsense. What are you teaching little girls? You're teaching that it's, it's okay for your stalker, wannabe killer to like fucking kiss you at the end of the show no you no. see that did throw me off i, I had no idea why that even happened that it, yeah it, it, yeah it bothered me so bad i hated that part i'm like you didn't did, there was no need there was no understanding how how is he even how there is how is there even a an attraction there no girl would do that <laughs> no girl would fall in love with the guy who's been trying to kill you for three movies well so it, in that regard it fits with the star wars ethos where no woman at any point in any of the star wars movies acts the way an actual woman would act yeah. uh, 
I, I don't know. Maybe that's that might be an unfair blanket statement, but it's the I don't think Star Wars really grasps women very well. <laughs> it's all about or lightsabers and the force. Either either <laughs> women or just the way that people's relationships with each other work. I don't I don't know. There's, there's it's all a little bit wonky, and maybe because it's in a galaxy far far away. Oh, where people are very, very different. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, there's I, a dude, and there's a dude named Chewbacca somewhere in there. Yeah, somewhere. right. <laughs> but the, I don't know. I I enjoyed the new Star Wars movies. I thought they were fine. I I had a lot of problems with the Last Jedi, as most people seem to have a lot of problems. I really the Rise of Skywalker kind of threw me for a loop because they basically turned Palpatine into space Voldemort. Yeah. And yeah, I, I didn't dig that. Um, I didn't dig that all that much. Uh, I didn't dig the, the scene where they kiss, like you just said, Oh, Oh, love saves the day. Mm. That's a fine message. Okay, fine. Yay. Yay. Love. Love overpowers evil. Hooray. But it felt easy and lazy and uh, didn't make any sense. And again, you have like super overpowered um, Palpatine. Yeah. Who's, you know, basically blowing ships out of the sky with lightning at, at the end. Yeah. I, eh. why why is it why why does every movie anymore i feel like any every movie that's like a superhero movie or a sci-fi movie it they 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 won't make it unless at the the big culmination scene is they have to fight god yes I, yeah. I, I <laughs> they, well, they, they i'm made tired that. of that you i'm see, but, so tired of that you see you have no you see the problem is is that you have a brain and idiots like me Eat that shit up. Yes, let's fight God again. Let's fight God again for the sex for the sixteenth time this year. Let's fight God again. Oh God! I, I love it. I love I love every single drop of it, and it's because I am the idiot they're making movies for. And, uh, mm-hmm. and unfortunately for you, Dan, there's a lot of me out there. <laughs> you know, you know, I could probably benefit from just turning my brain off every once in a while. Yeah, you, you would benefit from being stupider. Yeah, I think yeah. I, I think I'd be happier. <laughs> I think you would. That, yeah. it, the, that brain of yours, that's the problem, bro. Let's <laughs> see. This is this is the curse of fandom. And yes. you know how does this even happen? How do how do we get to this place where I can go and watch movies that consistently piss me off? <laughs> but I'm gonna go and watch them. That's true. That's true. Like I, 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 I've already gotten to the point where I don't like WandaVision. There's nothing that's going to happen in that series. That's going to change my mind and make me suddenly be like, okay, this is great. Yeah. But I'm going to watch it. I'm going to yeah. watch every episode. It's, it's not, again, like I said before, it's not even about characters that I give a damn about. Yeah. It, it's about characters, especially in the Avengers movies that were with the exception of age of Ultron ancillary characters at best. Right, even in the franchise, even in the in the Marvel comic book franchise, yeah. they're they're not they're not prime characters. They're, they're not, not prime characters. No, and, no, they're not. And I like I, I'm just not that invested. I really don't care. 
you know. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm still gonna watch it because I'm a Marvel fan. Yes. Right. You know? Right. Right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna watch every Star Wars movie a couple of times every year. I'm gonna keep watching them, and I'm gonna keep getting pissed off at the same things. Why do I do it? Because I'm a Star Wars fan. <laughs> well, you, exactly. how does that happen? Right? How does that happen? How do we become like culturally like it's part of our identity? Yeah, you know? it's like it's an obsession. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what it is. Because well, you know, like you said, you will go to a movie knowing that you hate it, but you yeah. you're you're in other words, you're invested into this into the into yeah. the series. You have to see how this thing ends. Yeah, regardless, you know. I mean, think about it. There's been some crappy, there's some crappy movies out there, and we just watch it because we're fans. Yeah, I've I've gone back and watched like, man, I hate to say it, man, I I went to go see the Hulk movie, like the first Hulk movie. Now, that was, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh God, I think that thing gave me an ulcer. That's how bad <laughs> it was. And then I, that was I watched Czar, where he keeps getting bigger. And yeah, it was well, crazy. And his dad was the absorbing man. Yeah, that was weird. yeah, it was weird. Then, you know, going down that line, you got Daredevil. I think to tell you the truth, I think Daredevil was a very underrated movie. Yeah, I, yeah. I liked yeah. it. You know, I liked it. I did like. I didn't like Electra because they're trying no. to make money off of Daredevil. You know. Electra was not executed very well. The Daredevil no, series on Netflix was pretty good. Oh, yeah. Oh, that is just, fantastic. That is a oh, fantastic series. And, and that's another one where it's all of these, uh, you know, you, I think there's a theme emerging the way that I talk about these. I I like my Wolverine. I prefer Batman to Superman. Why? Because the, the stories, it's not a story about a superhero. It's about a story about a guy who may have some superpowers, but the uh -huh. story is about the guy. It's not about their superpowers. It's about what they're doing as a guy, you know? Hmm. Um, it's not the, the fact that they're superheroes is kind of like secondary to the story. Right. So there's like a more human element to it. I, I can identify with that character. And so like with the, with the daredevil series, both seasons of that, well, how, there were three seasons of it. I think there were three seasons. seasons. Yeah. But, but every season of that it's you, you spend the first four or five episodes just watching daredevil get his ass. Oh my God. Yeah. Brutally, just brutally over and over. And yeah, he hands out some pretty good beatings too. But there's like the the middle of the season is always he gets his ass handed to him over and over and over and over again. And it just drives home. It's, he's not really a superhero. Like nah. he's got the, these amazing martial arts skills and he can kind of see things with his ears. You know, he's got the the sonar power. Yeah. But he's just a guy when it comes down to it. Yeah, the sonar power is not really a power. No. It's not, it's not really superpowers. He he can see, basically. It's just so he can see. Yeah, right. Yeah. He, he can, yeah, yeah. His superpower is that he can see with his ears. So, <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so he's he's not, aside from the really, really awesome martial arts skills that he has, 
he's no more powerful than say someone else who has super duper martial arts skills. Yes. Yeah. It's True. that's what makes it interesting, you know? Yeah. It's it's and you have an interesting note, I think, for people who not that they're listening, but for people who are writers and writers of books for for like comic books, what is this what is what is the thing that makes a character interesting is not their superpowers, but it's it's the human element. Yeah, and oh yeah, they have yeah. superpowers. You know, and I they, think this is this is, that's why I never really got into Superman all that much. And you know, a million people have made this observation, but it's because Superman's alter ego is Clark Kent, right? He's right. he's a superhuman, or, or a, he's not human actually. He's a super powerful being who pretends to be a human, who pretends to be a nerd of all right. things. He pre- uh-huh. he pretends to be a, a little weak um, human. And so that story is never about his humanity. It's never about being able to identify with him because he's not human. Yeah. And he's, he's he's not mortal. He's not, he's something else all all together. And whereas you pick Wolverine or Spider-Man or um, uh, Daredevil, you know, you, you pick those and the story is about their they're just people. Yeah. They're people who, who may have some enhanced abilities, but they're just people. And that's why they're interesting. See, one of the, one of the, the best threads of stories that they tell about Spider-Man is that he gets married and that, and there's conflict there, but he Mm -hmm. has, he has conflict his whole life. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's, there's the, 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 the trauma of his uncle dying. There's, there's the the constant problem of not having money yep to to kind of put himself through school through life to pay for rent he's he's like the poorest superhero yeah Meanwhile, you have iron man who's rich as fuck right yeah that's right. another one his is tony stark's superpower is he's very smart and he has a shitload of money yes yes he has yep. a sh- other than that he's just a regular guy you see but see peter parker is really smart but mm-hmm. he doesn't have the funds or the resources right. to to kind of take advantage of his brain, right? Whereas exactly. Tony Stark has endless, endless cash, right? Yeah. So it's easy for him to make himself a super duper suit and become a flying robot man, you know, like it's because he has he has the resources. He's got uh-huh. machinery, he's got people, mm-hmm. he's got equipment, he's got material, he's got it all. And and Spider-Man, all he's got is that shitty little apartment. In the bad side of town, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and 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 he has to he has to give that shit up when fucking Venom finds out where he lives, you know, like, exactly. So like, uh, it's it's he's it, so like, I I think you have you you've hit on something that I'd never really kind of realized, and I hope and and I, now that you bring it up, I'm I'm beginning to see hopefully that this is what they do with the new series of Superman that they're having on the CW, which is Superman and Lois, because uh, they're having this whole situation where they're moving from the city to, to the rural area back to Smallville to raise two boys. And, and there's, I think there's something that kind of initiated that whole, there was a catalyst for all that to happen. And I think it has something with the boys having some kind of trouble in the city and they figured that growing 
you know, going and raising the boys in in rural uh, Smallville would kind of save them from falling into more and more trouble. And in doing so, they they I guess in the story, from what I'm hearing, there's issues with Smallville in itself. There's I guess corporations are buying up land. There's uh, drug use. Like I guess there's a meth issue. Uh, in town there's all kinds of other issues happening so it's really interesting and so yes superman is going to be overpowered in this show because he's superman but he is he's going to he's he's got he's got sons now Mm -hmm. he's got to know how to raise these kids right he's got to put them in a safe place their their concerns of their human concerns right and and hopefully him being superman does not solve these problems right He's going to have to solve them like a human. Yeah. Like a dad, like a dad. Mm -hmm. Cause he's not going to be able to smash punch or whatever, a meth dealer who's trying to sell drugs to his sons. He's going to have to convince his sons that this stuff is bad for them. Exactly. So we'll see how that goes. I'll be interested in seeing because I I love me some Superman, regardless of, of the issues that you're talking about, but it's stuff like this in recent years, that made me appreciate him more because even in the comic books, they gave him a son and he was raising a, a boy in Kansas. And it was fantastic because it was Superman. Yeah. Smashing and punching bad guys here and there, but he was teaching his son how to be a good man in the process. And he was, he was teaching him how to use his powers, how to do this. And so he was exposing him to how to do things. And it was, amazing i loved every bit of it and it happened it was part of the new 52 uh series in the beginning and then uh michael bendis came in and fucked it all up (laughs) he's the one we gotta thank for the flashpoint again no he's not the flashpoint guy Uh, that's jeff johns I love Flashpoint, but no, I mean I, I get the new. That's what the fifth uh, Flashpoint calls the new fifty-two. Yes. Okay, I'm talking about the rebirth that just happened, where everything got reset again. I don't. Uh, I can't remember. They're talking about the state, something called the state effect or something. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. They, I don't know. I, I uh, the the. I can't remember what it's called. Something state with DC. Uh, I just got an email about it too. Um, they're right. trying to they're trying to get me to buy into their fucking <laughs> into their platform to make sure that I you know read their comic books. But uh, no, I don't know. I don't think that he's part of that. But I don't think mm-hmm. uh, he he he. I believe exclusively writes Superman right now and um, uh, some titles involved of involved with with superboy but um i which i think it's the the legion of superheroes but uh brian michael bendis uh took superboy because at the time when i was reading it superboy was about 10 years old and superman was raising a 10 year old boy in in kansas with his with his wife lois and it was it was amazing it was amazing and uh, at one point, Michael Bendis came and set up the story where Superboy gets kidnapped by his grandfather 
and taken to some other kind of alternate universe and in the process ages Superboy up to like 16 or something. So these he skipped from 10 to about 15 or 16 years old. Like, <sighs> fuck you. You know? Like, yeah, that's, <laughs> a, that's some 1980s sitcom crap. Dude. Where it's like they, they have a kid and then all of a sudden, like they have a kid and the kid's a baby for one season and then the next season, the kid's like six years old. Crazy. That's stupid. But, I mean, there was so much they could have written there. There was a there was a great little title that I was enjoying. It was called Super. It was called Super Sons. And it involved, with Dante as well, right? It, it, yes. It it it, it uh, that was uh, Damien. Damien. Damien, my fault. Damien. Damien Damien Wayne's and and Superboy John Kent were a team, and they were going around fighting supervillains and doing all kinds of stuff. The last the last adventure that they had was kind of silly. But the first one was really interesting. It was fun to watch these kids, like, you know, go out and attempt at being superheroes. And again, Superboy's 10 and Damian Wayne's is 13. I loved it. I would, I was reading this story to my kid. My son loved, loved Super Sons. And, and one of the reasons that this pissed me off is because it took, took Superman away from being a dad. Because I think there could have been no better way to kind of define, like redefine Superman than mm-hmm. to make him a, a wonderful father. You know what I'm saying? Like him being a wonderful father, teaching his son the ways of being a Superman, being a good man, raising him, teaching him, you know, what it means to be honest, what it means to be uh, a beacon of hope for people, what it means to be strong how not to misuse your your powers all these things about responsibility all these lessons that even a normal dad could teach this their son was lost you had there was there was a there was you see quite a bit of it in these titles that i'm talking about and there could have been so much more and they pissed it all away they fucking they Fucked that up. It pissed me off. <laughs> it pissed me off, bro. That's how I felt about the rebirth. I hated that garbage. Oh my god! It's like, first of all, the the flashpoint parody was was a good idea. I sort of liked it. Rebirth, giving a restart for for new new people to new kids, new people to to enjoy a, new, uh, a newer version of a classic story that we already know. Right. I sort of like that. But then they started doing this where this person, the original Flash is, is dead. He's gone. And now, uh, what's his name? His son, Wally, takes over. He's now the new Flash. He's now the fastest man in the world. Um, the fact that Superman had a son, I was a little bit iffy on it. Because all this time, they could, they said Superman can't have a son. He can't have kids. Not with a, not with a human. Right? And yeah. I was like, okay. And then they threw that in there. Fine, I can deal with that too. There was a point too where they actually killed off Batman. They killed him off, and a new comic book series started out where it was called Batman Inc. Oh yes, I know what you're talking about. Right, and then they yeah. find out that Batman wasn't even dead. He's a supercomputer for Dark Side. Mm. So it was it was crazy. He came back. He's Batman again. All right, so I, I can deal with that too. But 
like <laughs> when they started doing like to tell you the truth, I stopped I stopped collecting comic books around 2010 because the stories was just getting out of hand. I I lost track. Superheroes that I thought were good were actually pretty good back in the day. They're gone. And um, I was like, I, I got to get back into the X Men. I didn't even know who the X Men were anymore. Yeah, you know, well, it was terrible. You know, like with with Superman, with Batman, with these properties that are decades old, right? You know, at some point, you really got to just put them down. You know, <laughs> yeah, you you yeah. got to just put them down because there's the opportunity to actually tell a new story and come up with something new and different that hasn't already happened to that character it's kind of impossible yeah that's true you know mm-hmm. not without retconning decades of canon you know yeah which which mm-hmm. makes which which forces a thing like fucking flashpoint All right yeah but but by doing that Doing a flashpoint, they can do that at any time now. Well, right. they, were, they already done it once. They do it again. They already done it with uh, rebirth because that was another flash. That was another fla- another flashpoint. Right. You mm-hmm. you're setting a precedent. Now. Right. You're setting a precedent that says, "Hey, if we write ourselves into a corner, we can just erase that timeline." Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like. Don't know. Um, yeah, I it's the, and I feel I feel like the comic book companies, with the exception of like their top tier titles, mm-hmm. with the exception of their most popular characters, they used to do that a lot more often. They used to basically just retire a character, be like, "We're done, we're yeah. done," and then and then maybe ten or twenty years later, bring them back. You know, that's exactly what but, they did with the Guardians. But like. Yeah, exactly. But they they used to do that more often, and it made for more dynamic comic books because you had to be coming out with new characters. Right. And now, and I'm not so into comic books right now, so I don't actually know what's going on with comic books at the moment. Don't don't even bother getting involved in that. That's but like, it's like it's I, if it's anything like movies, it's basically okay. We have these 15 characters. All we're going to do is books about these 15 characters ad nauseum for the rest of time and spinoffs from those. And that's it. That's we're not, we're, we're sticking with the franchise. And I mean, that gets boring for anybody. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we saw it with star Wars. We saw it with Marvel by the time Endgame came out. I mean, people were tired. <laughs> people, they had to end it. People, right. people were tired of, of a new Marvel movie. Like, new Marvel and Star Wars movies coming out in a cycle of every six months, you know, it's, uh, it's just too much. It's overload. Mm-hmm. And, and the worst part of what you're saying is like, and like you said before, but you're a fan. You, so you have to see it. You yeah. go fucking see the movie because you know, you have to, because if you <laughs> don't, some, some idiot is going to ruin the movie for you. Yeah. Or you're gonna miss out on something, or some big right. surprise, or or suddenly it's gonna be like this is the movie that's actually good, <laughs> right? That <laughs> yes. happened. That happened to me with Logan. I didn't see Logan in the theater 
Why? Because because the other Wolverine movies turned me off. Ugh. You know, and like the, like the first one is horrible. Just, I, it was terrible. Yeah, I did like the Wolverine. You know, because they they did introduce a couple characters I was into, like Silver Samurai and and Viper and all those guys. But you know, it's it was still. Eh. What got me hooked was the ending when he's trying to pass through the airport and he's next thing you know, it's everybody's frozen and Magneto and Wolver- and Professor X show up in the background. Like, mm-hmm. We need your help. And I'm like, oh, damn it. You know? <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to see that one. The one that follows that one, which is Days of Future Past. You haven't seen it yet? No, I've seen it. But Days I'm of Future okay. Past is pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. It I, is. Did like, I did enjoy it's, that movie. Yeah, it's it sure pretty did. solid. But yeah, I, I saw Logan at home. Uh-huh. And it blew me away, and I was so pissed off at myself that I didn't see it in the theater. And the whole reason I did it, didn't see it in the theater was because I had gotten to a point where it's just I don't I, I don't need to go see this. <laughs> and, and then I kicked myself for it, and so that's that's why I go see Star Wars movies. Right? Oh god! Yeah. After after the Last Jedi, I was like, "There's I'm not gonna go. Uh, I'll see Rise of Skywalker when it." when it comes out to to whatever service right mm-hmm. that's when i when i walked out of uh out of last jedi i was like i don't need to see the next movie you but i went to see out? it because uh, no i didn't walk like at the end of the movie oh okay right? so you walked out what <laughs> uh but you know i i was like well i'm i don't need to see rise of skywalker but i went to see it anyway because i'm a fan i'm a bigger star wars fan than i am a marvel fan right <laughs> um, i had the same thing at the end of infinity war i was like i i don't need to see endgame i'm i'm fine and then i of course i went to see endgame you know <laughs> yeah okay. it's just they got us good though man and it's just like how are you going to how does it how does it happen though that's the interesting like how does how does fan culture happen how do you get sucked into these things All i right. have i have a couple of theories or okay i have some theory. some Let's some idea okay so first off i think part of it first off is that they get you young right they get you young and oh, then sure. there's there's and for, for all of us star wars got us so young that we didn't even know we were alive yet <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> you know? they got you in the womb yeah <laughs> so like but like for example there's also this thing uh, in psychology, positive reinforcement. You get that one hit, that one movie that just knocks your socks off or that one book that knocks your socks off. And it gives you that, that euphoric high that, you, that everyone's looking for. And then you come back and the next movie's shit. Mm-hmm. And then the but next you movie's go see shit. It. But you, go you see keep it anyway. going. Because you're looking for that high. You're chasing the dragon. Yeah. You're chasing the dragon. You're chasing and- the nerd dragon. <laughs> oh, God. Yes. And then you do. You get that fucking high. That's the problem. Is That's how that positive reinforcement works, right? They don't hit you back every single time. It's every other time or every other, every three times. Mm-hmm. They, they give you that thing you're looking for. And then now you're stuck. Because now you know that you have to wait. That one of these movies is going to yeah. be a banger. Yeah. <laughs> eventually it's gonna and, and see what the that that's what happened why i didn't see logan in the theater was because there were a lot of bummers in a row with the X, <sighs> x-men movies yeah there were a lot of just straight up misfires in a row yes and, yeah, that's true that's true and 
I, I feel like the Avengers, there were a couple of misfires in there, but they just weren't misfires at the same level. They weren't misfires where I was just like, this is all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> they were, they were misfires more, more in like, I didn't care for the B story and the C story, but the A story was okay. You know yeah. what I mean? Okay. Um, okay. Uh, I do feel like the Avengers movies kind of ruined comedies. If you, I mean, look at it, look at the last 10 years, there have been no big budget, just straight comedies. It just, it's like a genre that has evaporated and disappeared. And it's because Joss Whedon turned superhero sci-fi action movies into comedy movies. Yeah. And so now comedy is gotta be part of everything. And so there's no such thing as a straight comedy anymore. Kind yeah, of it's true. Yeah, you're it right is, about that. That's that's one of the issues that I have with the whole like Star Wars Marvel franchises is is that and and DC on top of that they have dominated the fucking cinema. Yeah, and yeah. it is and that's fine, but it's making it harder for other movies to kind of come out. And, and they it's, they're making they make so many movies now. So many movies. They they make a ton of movies every year. It's like every year is a record year for number of movies made. Where are they? Yeah. Where where do they go? I mean, there's yeah, a lot of them go straight to Netflix or straight to Hulu or Disney Plus or whatever. But you never hear about them unless you're you're part of the algorithm on Netflix where they tell you, hey, there's this movie, you know? Yeah, yeah it's 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 dominated the, the 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 fucking culture and it's and it's disappointing because to your point like we don't see comedies anymore right i haven't been to the movies to watch a comedy before the pandemic in years yeah i mean i think the last real big budget comedy was like one of the hangover movies yeah yeah and i mean that's at least 10 years the 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 last of the hangover movies is at least 10 years ago yeah and and the hangover was excellent yeah oh and yeah it, and it has to be it has to be that big in order for for it to make it well and that's that's i think what the star wars and that's the curse of the star wars and the marvel movies is it's impossible to get studio support for a movie that's not going to gross a billion dollars yes. anymore or create a I franchise. Was, I was reading about this. That's why there hasn't been another uh, Star Trek movie since since the last one, since the which wasn't great. Uh, but the, I, I don't know if you guys are Star Trek guys, but you uh, know, they, I am. the J.J. Uh, Abrams Star Trek movies have been pretty good. Yeah, I mean they they played this alternate timeline jazz and and created a whole split off of the Star Trek universe so that they could have more creative freedom, but those movies are good. Yeah. They haven't made, and the last one was extremely successful. It made a lot of money and they haven't made another one in what, five or six years now. Yeah. They've been, they've because, been concentrating on series because, well, it's not just that it's because, well, they don't think the movie will gross more than like three or $400 million. And without being able to gross three or $400 million, you can't make a big budget movie anymore. They're not going to get, the studio's not going to get behind it unless you're going to have the next Infinity War on your hands or so, the next, you know, as opposed to the fifth movie in a franchise. 
So then yeah. where do movies go? Where do where do movie makers go? Like what happens to them? Like I mean, they end up with working with Netflix or HBO or or yeah. Disney or whatnot and trying to make the best movie that they can, I guess. I I don't know. But the major studios are just they they're not gonna get behind a movie. I've read this multiple times where this sentiment, I don't know how true it is. It's just, you know, you read Chris Pine in an interview or um, God, why can't I remember his name? The guy plays Scotty. Um, I know who you're talking the guy about. From yeah. Shaun of the Dead, you mean? Yeah, the guy from Shaun of the Dead. Uh, um, uh, anyway, yeah. whatever. Uh, uh, they they all kind of echo the same sentiment: is the studio won't get behind it because, at their biggest estimate, they see it making like six hundred million dollars, and that's not enough. You know. That's that's not enough of a profit, and that's so fucking. Ridiculous. And it's crazy that that's not enough of a profit. It's insane. Like how much? How much would it cost to even make that type of movie? Like what, maybe what, maybe the movie costs one hundred fifty million dollars. So and they're not and, happy with six hundred. And, and they're not happy with six hundred anymore. Greedy bastards. Like that's that's crazy. It's it's yeah. crazy town because they've gotten they've gotten full on the appetite of. Well, we can spend two hundred million dollars and or three hundred million dollars and make an Avengers movie, and it's going to gross a billion a billion dollars every time. That's you that's know? that's the crazy thing is is that that's the new goal. It's it's a billion dollars, and and so the new goal is is insane amount of margin. The new goal isn't isn't we can make money. The new goal is we can make so much money that none of us ever have to work again, but we're going to keep working. We're going to keep making billion dollars a, a year or a billion dollar movies because we just love money that much. That's wow. so fucking crazy. You know, it's uh, crazy. I mean, good for them. Right. But then it's, what is it doing to the fucking movie industry? Right. It is choking the and, shit out of everybody else. It's killing us. That's and, what it is. and that's the weird thing is because, I mean, is it really, look at how many movies get made. Look at how many movies get put out there they may not get the same kind of bandwidth as the big budget movies, but there are tons of movies getting made. Yeah. And, yeah. and the streaming platforms, Netflix, Hulu, crackle, all of them, like they go out on a ledge and they, they take risks with unknowns. Yeah. Like look at stranger things. Nobody knew who those people were. Exactly. Look how big it is now. And, and it's huge. And so, I mean, I'm kind of stepping on my own argument here, but like there's, still does seem to be plenty of opportunity it's just different kinds of opportunity right that being said i mean i would love to see another star trek movie but it unless it can be a huge blockbuster success it probably isn't going to happen that's true i'll be honest and and that's the problem is the redefinition of what blockbuster success means blockbuster success used to mean they doubled their budget Right. Blockbuster success used to mean they spent twenty five million dollars to make a movie and they make fifty million dollars in box office receipts. That used to be how you define a blockbuster success. Now, a blockbuster success is we made so much exponentially more than our budget that we none of us, nobody who's involved with this film could ever conceive of how they're ever going to spend the money that they've made off of it. That's how they define a blockbuster. So. You know, one of the, you know, just one of the things about them that you bring up is that, okay, so now these smaller movies have to go to Netflix. I'd much rather watch a movie at home anyway. 
depends yeah. on the movie, man. Like if it's like when I, when I watched Logan, I was and I have a big TV. I have like a seventy inch TV, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Little, little home theater room that I built for myself, you know. Little man uh, cave. Oh, yeah, yeah. Little, little man cave. And I watched Logan on that, and I was like so pissed off. Even with that, I was like, I should have seen this in the theater. <laughs> you know, like if if I hadn't gone to see. Uh, uh, Rise of Skywalker in the theater, and I watched that at home. Even on the big TV, I'd have been like, "Oh man, I missed out." Because mm. you want to see this stuff like three stories tall. Oh, exactly. You know what I mean? You want to exactly. be surrounded by the sound and and the 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 THX, you know, rumbling and all that. You know, right? Like, um, you're right about that. There, there is a difference between watching a movie at home and watching it in a theater. In a theater, you get the rumbling, you get, you get the, the reaction of the crowd. Yeah, that excites you as well. Yeah, you know, and like me and my girlfriend when we first started dating, we went to the movies like maybe once every two weeks. And the la- the she had a real good, she enjoyed herself because she doesn't like going to movies. She rather just stay home and watch movies on Netflix, but she likes to go out. But the thing is that movies, she doesn't like. So for my for our um, for my Christmas gift, we went to go see um, the last Skywalker, the last Skywalker movie, right? And she actually enjoyed it. She's like, "Who's this guy? Hey, I never <laughs> seen. No, I like this. I like. Oh man, this is a good ass scene." Now she likes going to the movies. We we went to go see the last Rambo movie. Oh, you saw Last Rambo, huh? Oh my God, I loved it. The He's last... fighting the cartel. It's crazy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's nobody else for him to fight, you know. <laughs> so she liked that movie too. You know, she's a big Sly, a big uh, Sly fan, and so am I. I I like the Rambo movies. Like you said, I'm a fan, and some of the last two movies were just plain idiots, idiotics. I hate it. <laughs> you know, but it was they were good. They were good for me. It's like I had to go watch it. Yeah, and there was no other way place for me to watch it but at the theater, you know, yeah. you know people's reactions, yeah. the way people think, you know. And we went to go see one of her movies, which shocked me. We went to go see the last Terminator movie. Okay, yeah. Okay, and I said, "You you want to see the Terminator?" And she goes, "Yeah, I want to see it. I want to see it in the theater." And I go, okay, let's go. Let's go check it out. And she loved it. She's like. I like the effects because if we ever move in together, we our money's going to an inter a big ass theater <laughs> in the house. I'm like, nice. I was like, let's get married now. Let's yeah, get it over with, you know. <laughs> she's a keeper. Yeah, she's a keeper. So, but like, yeah, there is a difference because I watched when I found out that Star Wars, the last one, was coming out on, the, on Disney. My girlfriend and I we decided we're going to watch it at my place. I have a big, I have a big TV. We watch it make it day out, day out of it she can she's done like i was like i was not happy i was like this is not the same it's not the same it's no. not the same and, like i've got my big theater room with the loud audio you know the the surround sound set right and the subwoofers and you know i can i can have it rattle my ass if i want it to and it's still not the same thing mm. i i am a big fan and always have been it's like my always been my big hobby is I like going to the movies. 
I like yeah. going to theaters, sitting in the sitting in the theater seats, getting myself some popcorn, and just being absorbed in that. You know, there's something right. about it. There are intangibles to it. That's how I like to see movies. Mm-hmm. You know my, what? My um, go ahead, bro. Sorry. You you know one of the theaters I enjoy. I mean, I I still after all the love that you guys and after me actually going to film school and all that stuff, I still would like to be in at home and watch a movie that way. But I will say that some of my favorite memories are being at movie theaters. Yeah, and like I saw. You ever drink chicken juice in a movie theater? <laughs> sometimes, sometimes with a boba straw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, sneak it in under the jacket. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, I snuck it in. Uh, but like uh, I saw, I can't remember the name of the theater, but it was a small theater up north on Wells. It was a little, little movie house. And they used to have movies at the middle of the night. They would have like these Kung Fu movies or other like small. You took me to that place one time. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. We went to go see, um, was it new legend of Shaolin? New legend of Shaolin. We saw new legend of Shaolin at this fucking movie house over on Wells on the North side. Uh, I think it's Wells and North. It used to be, I can't remember the name of the fucking place. But I don't know if it's still there. But anyway, like, and I used to go there because that's what they would they would play. Like sometimes they would play kung fu movies. Sometimes they played like other little artsy movies and stuff. And I would go because that would be the only place you could find some of these movies, right? So I would go there, and that place was not that great. <laughs> like <laughs> you would walk in. Your shoes, you would lose a shoe because you would step on the floor and it like your shoe would stick to the floor and <laughs> keep on walking. It, it was and grungy. It, it was, was kind grungy. of a grungy theater. It yeah. was grungy. And 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 uh but like they had all was the that movies. Piper's Alley? Yes, it was Piper's yeah. No, was it Piper's Alley? No, it wasn't Piper's I Alley. I think it's Piper's Alley. I, I don't know, because that's that's right there. That's right at Wells and North. I don't think it's Piper's Alley because Piper's Alley is now a nice theater. It doesn't mean it was back then. That this is place, true. I don't think this place. This place was like a fuck. I can't remember. There's there, and you got like the music box, which is up on Southport. Yeah, uh, and the Biograph. I don't remember where the Biograph is. I um, used to go to the music box all the time, and that place is. I mean, it's old fashioned. I've been there too. That place yeah. is awesome. That place is awesome. But like, uh, but like my. F- that like I loved like that's one of my favorite memories is going to watch New Legend of Shaolin with you, because I remember yeah. like oh look they, they got this kung fu movie here bro we're gonna watch this fucking movie, and then um but then uh but my favorite movie theaters to go to are those fancy ones like the Epic theaters or whatever, mm-hmm. or the Epoch or what do they call them I pick I pick movies, and they have the super dope lounge chairs <laughs> like. Are they the places where it's like they got a, like a little button you can tap and they'll bring you a beer, you know? Yes. While you, yeah. Oh, yes. I love those. Movie Co. Yeah. 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 I, I dig yeah. that. I dig that. But I, I, I'm kind of a purist. Like I do like the big comfy, the, the new modern cinemas, but I like finding an older, you know, just regular old movie theater seats, sticky floor. You know, I, <laughs> I get a kick out of that stuff. I would love to one day make a shitty movie like a shitty movie like like a beam level movie okay make it make 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 my own version of like uh 
dynamite or what was it was the name of that that one movie um where the it was like a kung fu martial arts movie but it was it was like black dynamite black dynamite yes oh, that God. movie is phenomenal i love that fucking, <laughs> i love that movie that, that the, was towards the end where he's like he like busts into the room and the bad guy's looking at him and the boomerang hits the bad guy. And he's like, I threw that shit before I came in the room, motherfucker. <laughs> it fucking kills me. Well, there's that scene where he has like, he has, he's like monologuing, right? Mm-hmm. He's monologuing and the fucking, the, the, the mic comes down, the boom mic comes down and he like pushes it out of the way and it keeps coming back <laughs> to the frame. Mm-hmm. That movie is all kinds yep. of awesome. Yeah. I love that whole movie. That movie is 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 awesome. I want to make a movie that's just as bad, you know. But yeah, maybe, that's that's bad, like with intent. Yeah, with intent, and maybe not. Maybe I, maybe I fucked up too. You know, who knows? But I'm gonna leave it in. You know, just like I do the the, the podcast. The same way I do the podcast, we're gonna do the movie. You know. Oh yeah. And 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 uh, and, uh, and and that's what I would love to. And, and I would go. I would like to have it at the Bruin View. You ever been to the Bruin View? Oh yeah, I didn't know that place was still around. I thought it was closed. Oh, I don't know if it's still around, but if if it's not open, I I make my own Bruin View and have it at that place and have the people throw fucking beer. Oh, would it be screen. like a kung fu movie type thing? I don't know what I do. Maybe maybe I go with my kung fu um my kung fu my kung fu musical and shit. <laughs> oh shit! I can see. I I already know the name for it already. Yeah. Starring Dan, not my cousin Dan. It's, like, it's gonna be called um, Latin Fury. Yeah, Latin. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, we can do. We'll we'll do some brown face. Be, uh, not be, my cousin Dan can be Mexican. No, yeah, I mean, that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> he's the, he's the, he'll be like the albino of Mexican. That's on the show. There you go. There you go. There's no need for makeup. There he is. Uh, the albino Mexican. Albino there you go. Mexican. Exactly. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be like what you said. It's a, be a kung fu musical. A kung fu musical. There you go. Make be, my kung fu musical starring Mike. Be Latin Fury. That's his Latin name. Fury. Latin Fury. Latin Fury. Fury. Kung fu. Oh, kung fu. The kung fu musical nobody wanted. <laughs> it, it'd be it'd be like uh, Kung Pao Enter the Fist, but oh, but Kung Pao was a great movie. <laughs> I love that movie. It would be Again like that. with the squeaky shoes. <laughs> I, I love that movie. Yeah, it would be like it would be like that, except with music. It's starring you, Dan. You would be my you would be my star. Uh, this is a, I mean, it's a horrible recipe. But yeah, let's it's, go with it. It's yeah. a big commitment, bro. Can you, do, I, can you I, handle it? I, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you got to make the meatloaf, even if you fuck it up. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes, if you fuck it up, you still got to serve it, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, in that case, it's no longer meatloaf. It's just brown meat, it's just ketchup. <laughs> Put some ketchup on it. Everything tastes good. Oh yeah. Put it between a bun. It's a yeah. burger. <laughs> so that's what you do with this movie. You just hand out packets of ketchup with every ticket. <laughs> it starts to suck. Just put some ketchup on it. Yeah, just, there you just, go. Just, yeah, just. <laughs> oh god. Just well, I have a question for you guys. What's up? We're, all right. Get back to the. I mean, I'm having a kick over here, but I have a question for you guys. Okay, like for me, when I first started going into comic books, I was a little guy, you know. And the thing is, is that there's always that one comic that started it all mm. okay 
I would like to know which one was it for you guys. If you were ever into comics at all, you know, it could have been something else. Could have been a TV show. Or well, like for so, me, my, what was yours? Mine's was actually an X Men comic. Two, two thirty-three, where the brood entered the scene, and they were taking over. They they had found a way to infect mutants and to turn them part of the nest, part of the hive. That's what started me. I mean, before that, yeah, I collected comics, but wasn't really into it until I got into the X Men. That was that was one of my favorite. Yeah one of my favorite all-time comics right there. I still still read the uncanny. I actually paid to get the whole series on on my tablet. So all the older stuff from like the 80s and 90s I have in my tablet. Nice. So yeah, I'm, and I relive, I keep reading that one comic over and over again. Or two, and I was like, oh, the brood have entered and it's like, oh, Wolverine actually gets infected. Yes. And he's hitting factors fighting the 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 egg yes yeah and it's crazy and it's um it's it's the it's one of my favorite covers that i've ever seen really yeah it's it's a badass cover it's, it's like a, he's on his knees with his claws out and he's transformed into the brood yes it's crazy and it's his crazy. and his and his healing factor is is fighting it off and so right, on, the, exactly. on the cover he's on his knees he's he's half turned and it's like a purplish color on the scene. It's, it's like green. It's it's fantastic. It's a um, it's a beautiful it's a beautiful cover. One of the first times I ever see him like struggle with with something like that. Yeah, he's fighting and, the brood infection like it's a right like it's an infection like a like a sickness. Exactly. What about you, Dan? You know, so I had a friend when I was in like seventh grade who was big into the x-men right. and i had no idea about any any of it didn't know anything at all and he let me borrow he was just telling me about you know the characters and he's and i'm like i would like to read that so he let me borrow one of them i don't remember which one it was but it was just a it was some x-men comic and i'm reading it and i have no frame of reference i don't know who anybody is i don't know what's going on <laughs> and i remember just reading through and it, it, like the first time wherever I was like thrown into the middle of something and didn't immediately have the reaction of, I don't know what's going on. Fuck this shit. Instead, <laughs> I'm reading, like, I don't know what's going on. I want to know everything about, right, about right. these characters. And so from that point, I started picking up, like I, I really got into the Wolverine comics. I was reading that. And then from there, I, I kind of got out of I, my fascination with like the superhero comics didn't last that long. Uh, I got kind of out of it and, but I started reading stuff like Johnny, the homicidal maniac. And no. um, there's like a couple of indie comics like um, milk and cheese, which was this kind of short run indie comic done by a guy, Evan Dorkin, who went on and he's, he's done a bunch of TV series and stuff, but uh, real, real wackadoo, uh, indie comic and, and so that's kind of where my comic sensibility shifted to a certain point and then mm -hmm. i got into the tick and uh yeah oh there you go there's that cover that's a that's beautiful a, cover a pretty bro. pretty great cover yeah and that was like the the, the last part of the three-parter 
Yeah. So for our viewers, I'm I put on screen the the X Men comic book two thirty four, the Uncanny X Men, and it's got Wolverine on the cover. But I didn't mean to interrupt. You keep going. You were talking about what's the name of the guy again? That that comic Milk book, cheese. Milk, oh, and Milk, cheese. Milk and Cheese. It's a real short run. I'd be surprised. It's kind of a, a cult classic. Um, and. Uh, there, there, there were yeah. very. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is phenomenal. It's basically, it's uh, uh, I actually read this. This is yeah. crazy. It's a and crazy. Then, it's crazy. It's, it's so crazy the, as hell. The context is you've got uh, a carton of milk that's gone bad, and a wedge <laughs> of cheese that's also gone bad, and they're just super violent. Not kind of crime fighters but not really and uh they're both homicidal maniacs that's what it yeah, was I, <laughs> I absolutely totally recommend milk and cheese if anybody can find them get them uh they were put out by an outfit called slave labor graphics um i got into uh johnny the homicidal maniac and squee which are uh yonin vasquez All right um and that you you know gets you into Invader Zim territory. Oh, I love oh, Invader Zim. Oh yeah, yeah. And I do Invader, like Invader, Invader Zim kind of comes out of the same mind as Johnny the Homicidal Maniac and Squee. There's Gur. <laughs> yeah, I love me some Invader Zim, man. Fucking Invader Zim is awesome, dude. For for a while, I was going into a lot of the dark comics, and I got into this comic book called Evil Ernie. Mm. You ever heard of that? No. I, I've heard of Evil Ernie. Yeah, it's it's kind of brutal. It's this guy who keeps hearing... Well, I know you must have heard of uh, Lady Death. Okay. You ever heard of her? She yeah. is the one who instigated... Oh, I know Evil Ernie. I know that cover. Yeah. yeah, that's Evil Ernie. It's a great book. A lot of gore. But the story is... Lady Death is infatuated with a little boy. And the boy is infatuated with her. So he says, if you love me, you will kill, you will kill everybody. So he starts off killing off his parents. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And every time he escapes from the asylum, he kills somebody. And he has this image of Lady Death in his head. That she just keeps asking me, if you love me, you're going to kill these people for me. Jesus, and, and then the whole thing goes off where they find some miracle cure that's supposed to relieve, like supposed to cure him from his madness. The machine actually ends up killing him, and he ends up like that, half dead necromancer who any person that he touches or kills comes back to life as a homicidal zombie maniac. That's dark, dude. Yeah, it's really dark. <laughs> you know? And the and, and we're looking at the artwork right now. It looks oh yeah. It looks scary as fuck. The one the yeah. one with Lady Death and him standing side by side, it says er, Evil Ernie Youth Gone Wild. That's the book. That's the main book itself. All these other ones here, that's the series that came after. Where half the world is actually dead and no. Lady Death is actually in our world and it's it's a crazy it's a crazy series, but it's one of those 
like for a while i got sick of marvel and dc at the same time there yeah. were other companies spreading out like image impact comics um malibu they came out with a uh they came out with a series and i said you know what i'm sick of these superhero garbage i want i want something exciting and a buddy of mine told me try this one so i started reading it i'm like man this is some real gory stuff mm. i said i want the figure give me the figure i actually found the figure for it for a vivo earning lady death yeah. and it's crazy it's a crazy book well yeah you can only take so much of that superhero stuff yeah you know, at a certain point you just gotta again you you just it, it turns into the same stories being told from exactly. a slightly different perspective you know and, and it just gets tiresome after a while. So you got to go and find your evil Ernie or your tick. I love yeah, I love exactly. Tick. exactly. Um, what about you, cuz? What was the comic book for you? Man, there's there's a couple of them that kind of did it for me, that hooked me. Like, I always kind of looked at comics and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, you, of course, know that you were the guy who introduced me to comics. And oh, going, yes. Blame, blame me for your sickness. Damn yeah, straight. Okay. Yeah, you, you're the one who got me hooked. <laughs> Um, but, um, the comic that one of the first comics that, that got me stuck was, um, it was, what was it? Um, it was called, it was, it was X Factor and it Uh starred a character called, uh, Dementia and it was not spelled Dementia like Dementia. It was like Demon demon chia and she she had the power to kind of make people nutty Mm. and you know honestly a a bad take on (laughs) on on what dementia actually is it's kind of like looking back it's probably pretty insensitive but i was a kid so i didn't know any better but she she did something to to beast and oh i remember that comic and it's screwed with beast and um and i was like what is this weird world where shit like this can happen because like mm-hmm. i never even understood that i never even had the idea that something like that could happen uh-huh. to, to characters you know i knew it was fake i knew it was just you know i knew i knew what i was looking at but it was so bizarre to me and then so that kind of piqued my interest but the but the comics that where i really fell in love with comic books it was a little bit later it was it was when spider-man got his his black suit oh during the secret wars and and he got he got the black suit and um uh mcfarlane was drawing him Mm. And he looked cool as fuck to me, bro. I thought, oh, he, yeah. I thought it was so cool, and so that got me hooked. And then once Venom came in, came onto the scene, I was done. I was that was it. I'm <laughs> I was stuck. I love comic books ever since then. You know, uh, I've been you know I've been an on and off reader for for forever. You know, but I've I've never I've you know I've never strayed too far where it's just like I I couldn't come back. You know. Right. And, and but now 
thank God to thanks to technology, thanks to all the things that that we have at our at our fingertips at our disposal. We have I can I can instead of like buying an issue every week, I can just wait till they collect them all into one volume yeah. and just pour into the story. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I that's what I did. Well, well, most of the stuff I collect now is all stuff from the '90s. You know, I've I've gotten series like volumes of like X Men, uh, X Factor as well, and um, X Force was one of my favorites too. And um, the thing that I, the one thing that I, that's one of the reasons like I go to the conventions. That's one of the things I go looking for. I go look for books that are completed. I could just enjoy the full story. Uh, like, I have the Inferno. I have Maximum Carnage. I have uh, Operation Galactica Storm. You know, all those series I got. You know, and I just love reading them. So I have like the Death of Superman, the complete all three books, and I have the uh, Nightfall series. That was like Night Quest and all those others, Night's End, and I was like. That's the whole point. That's one of the reasons why I go to the conventions because I know there's gonna those books are gonna be there. I recently I wanted to get back into comics and I decided to get into the the dark metal. I don't know if you guys know about that. The are you talking about the 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 thing with the jokers and the superheroes in the DC universe? Well, what it is is that dark metal uh, explores like dark versions of other dimensions, other ga- other um, realities where the superhero is actually a main villain. Mm-hmm. And the main, main villain in this series is, is a cool character and it happens to be Bruce Wayne. And he is known as the bat that laughs. Yes. So yeah, I know what you're talking about. Right. So I got, I got to the series, I got like all the three hardcover books. And I'm like just waiting for a perfect time to just get into it where I won't get disturbed and start reading them. And everyone's like, one of my boys is like, have you started reading it yet? I'm like, no. <laughs> like, why not? It's like, I, I just, I, I want, I want to read them all three at one time and not get bothered. Mm-hmm. And they're like, why? I was like, I just do. I just think it's a very interesting story how this guy came about, you know, it's like maybe one little bad decision from our reality from that reality from right that. and it was like he got infected with the lunacy virus the joker virus mm. so he killed batman but he killed the joker but he's little by little he started going crazy like he thought everything that everybody was doing was meant to be executed they have to be executed they cross jaywalk gotta kill him you know and then then all the other stuff he turned the he turned the the, the robins, all three of his robins he turned them into watchdogs, <laughs> like little little goblins on collars. It's crazy. It's a good. I want to get into the story. I just just don't. I'm just waiting for a good opportunity to watch, to read it all. You know. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I haven't. I the the last thing we we read was the uh, X twenty three book. So like I read it to the oh, okay. kids. And uh, they wanted to read like a, a Wolverine story that wasn't Wolverine. And this mm-hmm. is what kind of led me into the path of watching all the Wolverine-centric movies. 
Right. So we went. So I went and read X23 Volume 1. I forgot what was the name of the actual story when it was released, but it, it was the introduction. It was the origin story of X23, which is the clone of Wolverine that's a female. Right. So basically his daughter. Right. Right. Um, so I read this story not knowing the origin, but I should have fucking known better. I should have fucking known better <laughs> because Wolverine is a dark character, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And the story for this little girl is so sad. It, it is, is a brutal story. Yeah. I think it, that's one of the things that I love. I've always loved about Wolverine is he's, he's a hero by like a thread, you know, yes. like he's, True. he's not particularly heroic, you know, he's yeah. He's just, just a little bit of a hero. He's like he's 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 a hero because he doesn't know what else to do. <laughs> Basically, True. True. yeah, yeah. And he's 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 gone his little rampages as well. So yeah. So now that we have this introduction to the kids of who X twenty three is, which I wish I wish I would have known better, I wouldn't have read the story to him because it was it was really dark and really sad. <laughs> they seem okay. So, but at the end of the book, at the end of the volume of volume one, my daughter's like, that is so sad. <laughs> and that hearing her say it like that, I was like, it broke my heart. And I was like, man, I should not fucking read this thing. But now, <laughs> now at least I can, I can brace them for Logan. So I'm going to next, I'm going to show them, like I said, uh, X3. Then we're going to do Days of Future Past. And we're going to top that off with logan and that should bring it all together for them oh i i yeah i think that should bring it all together i do i agree with you with that that logan i there's one scene i really do love is when they send the two guys in together yeah. she's eating her cereal like nothing she <laughs> walks back out just tosses the head to the guys and she, the guy's like no yeah no <laughs> <laughs> and he's like you know what? To tell you the truth, I did love that scene, but I just wish, you know, I'm a big X, like I said, I'm a big X-Men fan. And I think those guys made the guys that played the Reavers, they did not do them guys justice. Oh no, the Reavers don't look like that at all. No, 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 no. I mean, there's there's Pretty Boy, there's Skull Crusher, there's um Lady Deathstrike. Lady Deathstrike. There's that there's dude with the, Yeah, what's the name? What's the name of the guy with the tank legs? Bone Crusher. Okay. Yeah, Bone Crusher. You know, I wish they would have bought at least name somebody. Skull Cracker would have been great. You know, some guy with a face mask yeah. with a skull. That would have been great if they would have put somebody in it. The only person they actually did guy was Pierce. And that was the guy that was saying no. And I was like, eh, who cares about you? Where's Bone Crusher? Maybe that's <laughs> right. Somebody, you know? And um, I call it, I sort of love that little scene where she just goes, but crazy on all of them, man. And she does some decent moves. I was like, man, I, I can't even get my foot back there, let alone what she's doing. <laughs> you know? And um, I mean, all, all in all, that movie was pretty good. Yeah, that movie oh, is I, fantastic. Yeah, it is pretty good. I like that. You know, Days of Future Past was also great. I did like that movie. And X-Men 3, I really just liked it because they had my boy Beast in it. And that's pretty much it. Oh, yeah. He's in there, right? Oh, yeah. I I think they picked the right guy, too, to play Beast. I think that was a pretty good, pretty good choice. Yeah. What was his name again? Uh, 
I forgot his name. He's uh, the guy from the guy from Frasier. From Frasier. Um I can't remember. That played Beast? Yeah. Yeah. In the in the third X-Men movie. Kelsey Grammer? There Kelsey you go. Grammer. Yeah, yes. Kelsey Grammer played Beast. Kelsey Grammer was Beast in the third X-Men movie. And he was a great beast too. He was. He was a great beast. Maybe, the, I missed that movie, maybe. Huh. I'm gonna have to go back. Yeah. Yeah, he played he he was like at, at first he was like a representative for um mutant um mutant um something for the with the president. So and then he was actually all blue and had his suit on and everything, and the the mutant that they were talking about was a mutant. I know you're a big fan. You're a big fan of X Factor, Leech. Yes, I remember Leech. Leech. And it was a mutant that can take away your powers, make you human. Well, and I think he's not a mutant. I think he's um inhuman. Was but he an inhuman? I think. Well, I don't know. I think he. I I know he he. They ended up hanging out with the Inhumans. But yeah, I know who Leech is. Right. So Leech. Um, they were trying to get a cure out of him. Apparently, his blood or something synthesized can cure mutancy. And that was the thing. That was the whole, that was the whole point of the movie. Yeah. And when he reached to shake his hand, his hand turned back to normal. And Casey Grammer was like, it's, it's been a while since I've seen my hand human, you know? That's crazy. But at the end, when he was fighting, he, he played that part to a T. He was He's, perfect. He was perfect, you know, talking smart and everything while he's fighting. And, and at the end of the like, ah, just do what you got to do. <laughs> just fight. Just shut up. <laughs> Great movie. I like that one. Let me see. And um, But yeah, I mean, I call it growing up, you know, back in the neighborhood, you know, we, we I didn't have much money. You know that. Whatever money I had went straight to comic books. And the truth is, is that the only reason why I started reading comic books was because you know that I, I had dyslexia. I didn't know you had that. Oh, yeah. I have dyslexia. I, I wasn't diagnosed until my, my sophomore year in high school. Are you serious? Yeah, I see letters backwards. I didn't know that shit. Yeah, that was probably the reason why my grades were so bad. But at the end of the year, my grades were up. Have you ever noticed that? That's what they noticed. There was a pattern to my so-called madness holy but, shit i didn't know oh that, yeah bro. yeah hey it's not as if i'm i mean i got a lot of gif for it because of that but i mean that's what my eighth grade teacher told me you need to read more and then the idea of like read comic books is what started it all so i started reading comic books and i wasn't really into it you know, so I started like my to tell you the truth, my very first comic I ever bought was Transformers huh. episode two. Huh. I mean comic number two. Okay. Okay. And I really didn't get into it. Yeah, those books weren't great. No, they weren't. So I said, fine. Then when um when my eighth grade year started and they started telling me you need to do something, you need to do something to pull up your grades. They said read start start reading. I started reading my I got the X-Men comics because I sort of I saw that issue where it's like Colossus versus the brood. And I said, who is that metal guy? I want to know who that is. I bought that and I bought like other 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 comic books like Spider-Man and something like that. And 
I was like, I was so focused on the X-Men. I read that book. I could tell you the honest, I got you. I read it, finished it, went to the other comic, went back to the X-Men to read it again the same day. So, yeah, I mean, getting into that, that was like one of the best things. One of my better decisions when it comes to reading. So, and my and my daughter, like I, I, I didn't know if I told you this, but she's into this stuff. Yeah. My daughter. And she actually was an internship for DC Comics. She actually oh, wow. has she actually has the autograph of um we you talked about that. You guys talked about him on your voice, um, voice actors, the guy who played Batman. Kevin Conroy. Oh, Kevin yeah. Conroy. Wow. Yeah. And, That's and, awesome. And the artist at the time. I don't know who that guy was, but she got she got the signatures of both people. Both those gentlemen. That's one of her prize 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 collection. If like if you ever check her YouTube channel, she does like since workshop. She she actually does book reviews and stuff. You'll see her wall is just pure books. You know, I'm I'm grateful that she's into stuff like that. You know, you you want to give her a shout out on the on the um, oh I go ahead. She's at she has since workshop at um YouTube.com. I mean yeah well YouTube. Just look up Sin's workshop. You'll see her there. She does a lot of book reviews. She's recommend. She recommends books. She has books discussions. So, if any of you guys have a chance, look her up. Cool. So, man, you know, I didn't know this, and I, I, I want to kind of talk about this a little bit, and if, if you're cool with it, what's that? Um, but I never knew that you had dyslexia. This is the well, first I ever heard of it, and I remember well, people giving you a lot of shit. Yeah, growing up, and I always wondered, like, why the fuck are they always giving this guy shit? He always getting shit for nothing, you know. Mm-hmm. And, well, and now it looks now that I know this, it, it almost seems unfair that they fucking did this shit. That people would give you so much grief, grief, grow, grow, uh, growing up. Right, right. Well, like I said, it's like I call it. I I grew up, like I said, I was I was dealing with it, and. It's S-Y-N. And um, S-Y-N. Yeah. Percent, yeah. Or yeah, I'm looking at C-Y-N, a- my fault. C-Y-N. C-Y-N? Yes, C-Y-N. And what happened was, yes, I, well, you know, since being, since I was seven, I was wearing glasses. You know? And we all thought it was all because, um, I call it, um, I was standing t- the TV. Remember, the TV was on top of the refrigerator. Remember that? Yeah, I remember house? that. I remember and, that. Um, we would watch Transor Z on fucking on the TV in right. Spanish. And I would, and what I would do on a Sunday night, and I don't know if anybody else did this, but I did it all the time. Sunday night, when my mom was asleep, I'd say, "Hey, can I stay up to watch TV?" They said yes. I would stand on the chair to watch TV that close okay and i would watch doctor who and i would pray to god my mom would never wake up to watch i would watch benny hill (laughs) okay (laughs) benny hill (laughs) benny hill so (laughs) when i started going when i when i started my third grade at saint amilla i i was already wearing glasses we're gonna we're gonna edit out saint amilla okay (laughs) <laughs> and, um, 
And um, I call it, that's when the teachers were telling me, you know, his grades lack in the beginning, but when it's telling the report cards, his, his grades are back to A's and B's. And that's because, like I said, I wasn't focused. And when they analyzed it at all places at my high school, and they were like, hey, uh, we want you to take a test. And I go, why? Why do you want to give me a test for? And they says, well, we're noticing something about your grades. And they found out I had it. You know, at, at first my mom thought, ah, he's just being lazy. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, but it was once they found out what it is, you know, they told me I needed to focus more. And I started reading. Well, in eighth grade, I started reading and I just continued reading more and more and more. And, you know, growing when I was with my aunt, with my my daughter's mother, we were we were into comic books. You know, we collected all the maximum carnages. We connected the the. Um, we connected all the other. We started collecting all the other comic books: the Death, Maximum Carnage, uh, Nightfall. All that stuff was around the time she was born. So yes, like I was grateful that when I got into when we started we started talking again that she got into it, and when she told me about going to DC Comics as an internship, I was like, "Wow, that is crazy!" I was, at the time, she, she's a big fan of Batman Beyond. She loves Batman Beyond. I love Batman Beyond. That's a good yeah. show. That's a good show. So I call it. She's um she does a book review like every week. So yeah, we're looking at her YouTube now. She's mm -hmm. at Sin's Workshop, Sin C Y N apostrophe S workshop on YouTube. You can find her there. I'll make sure to put uh her uh I'll make sure to put a link in the description for her cool since we're giving her a shout out um mm -hmm. all right man well i don't mean to cut you short but we're getting late here oh yeah um you guys want to say anything else as we retreat here i'm straight no oh, man no you just uh you can skip most of the wolverine movies except logan <laughs> <laughs> and stay away from chicken juice is, yeah, yeah, no chicken juice. No chicken mm -hmm. juice. No chicken All right. juice. That's not good for you. <laughs> In more ways than one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for coming on, man. All right, bros. I appreciate the shout outs. Uh, Dan, it was great talking to you. you know, I yeah. I do this again, man. I think it was great. Oh, yeah. It's always great, bro. <laughs> good stuff. Thanks good so stuff. much. Thanks, thanks so much. Yeah. Yep. We, need to, we should do a kaiju episode. I know the, he keeps telling me we need to do one, but I feel that if I talk to you about kaijus, I'm like I'll be like the dumb person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. You probably know more than I do. <laughs> yeah, no, he he knows more than anybody I know about kaiju. Who's like, that? Me? Yeah, you know more oh, than anything God. about kaiju, dude. You 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 sleep on a on a giant bed of kaiju movies. Uh, there's. There's nobody who knows more about kaiju than you. Know. <laughs> just, just nobody. Like, Thanks I, for embarrassing me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, All right. <laughs> thanks uh, so much for listening to Zegro Traves with my cousin Primo and not my cousin Dan. We'll catch you next time. All right, guys. Take it easy. Appreciate the talk. Let's, let's do it again.
The song you're listening to is called Tired of Waiting by Hallman. And you can find them over at Epidemic Sound. Yep, we got deep into it, man. We got really deep into the nerdum. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Yeah, as always, you know that I am I am all about this nonsense. Make sure you head on over to theflowrollpodcast.com so you can check out all our content and get yourself some merchandise. Don't forget to subscribe, like, comment on wherever you listen to your podcasts. Always, you can give us a shout at theflowroll on Instagram. Thanks so much for listening. This is Edgar Traves. We'll catch you next time. Bye.